Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Rise and shine! Googans, go time on a Tuesday morning. It's the Catlin Chuck Accessories a Tuesday. All hail Caesar. Julius Augustus Curbius Smartus. A new dynasty in college football put an exclamation point on that fact last night as Georgia just wipes the field with TCU. And if you're not aware of the finale by now, lots of sidebars emerge out of this. But let's be very clear on one thing. Georgia has forever had the potential as a traditional program with a storied past of Heisman Trophy winners and national champions. They've never been in a particular period of time a dynasty until now. Until now they are. They are like every other multiple champion within a limited amount of time with no signs, by the way, of slowing down. Georgia just cemented a 2023 legacy by finishing it out undefeated, and 65-7 to winners in the national title game last night. So after coming from uh, behind to beat Alabama last year and claim the first title since Herschel Walker, <clears throat> you now you know, you pair, pair this accomplishment up with the fact that they played for the title in 2017 and, man, came really, really close to winning that one. Georgia joins a, a most recent uh, accomplishment, Alabama, as a back-to-back winner. Um uh, USC, I believe, Nebraska, maybe Miami. So, yeah, you now talk about this this dog's run, which is really, you feel like it's just getting going. I, I haven't looked at the Nick Saban tracker lately, just how many he's piled up over the course of 10, 15 years, but it certainly looks like where Georgia is positioned, they're not going to stop with two. You know, and wouldn't put it past a third in a row next year. They will start the season as the favorite to win it all yet again, piling up recruiting class after recruiting class. And Kirby Smart now has settled in to a real good combination of motivator and game day coach. We, we often talk in, or with the narrative, of, and you've heard this, E.T., you know, is it Jimmy's or Joe's or X's and O's? Which, which make you a winner? Now, look, in reality, obviously, you have to have both. But we, we've overlooked, really, it's it's neither of those. It's the guy recruiting the Jimmys and Joes and drawing up the X's and O's. But you get a guy like a Dabo and a Nick Saban or an Urban Meyer or a Steve Spurrier or a Bobby Bowden or now a Kirby Smart. You get them in the position... Um where Jimmy's and Joe's or X's and O's doesn't properly put it in its perspective. The real key to college football is get a guy like that. Get a coach like that. And so, listen, (laughs) in just about every other aspect of life, a man beats you or a man surpasses you or however you want to phrase it, you you pat him on the back, man. You say, congratulations, job well done. We got to get better. And that should be the mentality around the SEC everywhere other than Tuscaloosa where they remain on brand and of equal punching power. But 
you know, heads up to Tennessee or Florida or LSU or, or, or Auburn. Any program that has in the past proven it can be, you know, national title worthy. That's where it goes through. And when you get your brief, um, you know, if you don't get that sustained greatness like we're seeing right now at Alabama and Georgia, if if you're not going to reach that, then you damn well better take advantage of your window the year or two where where you do reach those heights. Now they'll have to change quarterbacks next year. You know, he's a terrific story. Look, this is this is nauseating if you're, you know, if you're a rival. Again, that's the passion that college football stirs up. You know, the, 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 if you're sitting in the audience today and you're a Florida Gator fan, you just say, what the hell just happened? How did this script flip? Flipped with Kirby Smart and flipped with a quarterback who nobody wanted more than once. And Stetson Bennett just ended up being the perfect driver of that Georgia machine. Older and more mature. And the moment was never too big for him these last couple of years. And, and uh, Georgia this morning, Hale Caesar, drunk with power. I mean, just uh, drunk with power. What an impressive display. More on, on their victory um, where it you know, kind of ranks in context of, of the great dynasty programs that we've seen. Georgia now, at, having always owned a good tradition and always owned that potential. Look, Georgia was wandering the wilderness for 20, 30 years. Let this be a lesson to Texas. Florida, FSU, Nebraska, Miami, any big-name brand power who hadn't been there in a while, you, you, keep, you keep plugging, you keep trying, you keep up with the times, and ultimately you hit your coach, in this case Georgia did, uh, with, with Kirby Smart. Because if you have that, that foundation of support and facilities and brand name, and I'm not sure that all of those programs I just mentioned fall into all those categories as well as they're designed and being executed right now at particularly, and I know Clemson isn't currently in, in that group, but having been in the last, you know, five, 10 years, like Alabama, Georgia, and, and Clemson. But yeah, if you're Florida, LSU, or, or Texas A&M, or, or Tennessee, or, or Auburn, oof, good luck. You know, and again, mention Stetson Bennett, mentioning him moving into next year. Georgia's going to have to replace the quarterback. But, man, they've been just recruiting the pants off up there in Athens. And, and look, they lost 15 guys to the NFL, gang. 15. They just won the Natty by f- the biggest margin in bowl history, never mind playoff or BCS or national title history. Now to a couple of sidebars, okay? The day that they released the final rankings, I was way more livid than most. And if you recall my argument then, great. If you don't, I will remind you. When the committee announced the seeding, was pretty clear what they were doing. They didn't want to put Ohio State and Michigan against each other, even though I argued then Ohio State and Michigan should have been the two and the three. Georgia should have got TC. Now look, it worked out fine for the dogs. Oh, man, how close did that come in that semi, right? Worked out fine for the dogs. But, boy, wouldn't it have been better for all of us if instead of manipulating the seeding for own personal benefit, 
to put two conference teams on opposite sides. If you're going to put non-champion, one-loss teams into the four, Ohio State should have been ranked ahead of TCU. I said it then, not after 65-7. That was certainly proven in this. Now, uh, uh, TCU's upset over Michigan notwithstanding. But the way they should have played out is Georgia should have walloped TCU 48-10 or whatever in the semis, and we should have had a national championship game that could have kept our attention for longer than, I don't know, 10 minutes. Georgia scored all six times they had it in the first half. I mean, they beat them like it was Vanderbilt. And they intentionally misranked and misseeded the four teams. If you were going to, and never mind the Alabama argument, which is valid. But at the end of the day, in search of the best four, it's, 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 it's difficult, man. It's hard to balance the apples and oranges of what different leagues are and how strong they actually are. It is. I get it. But Ohio State sat there at number two in the country, you know, uh, all year. They lose a game, and TCU loses a game, and now TCU, who had been three or four spots behind them, is suddenly higher? Huh? So really, we, sh- we, we should have had Georgia TCU in the semi. And I don't, I don't say this to lessen Georgia's chances. They were going to win it either way. But it, boy, would have been a lot prettier that way, huh? What if the final last night would have been Georgia hitting a, you know, or Ohio State missing a field goal in the final seconds? How would that have been? I snoozeville by 9.15 last night, baby. It's just a Georgia uh, coronation. So, uh, listen, I, I get it. What's first and foremost on our minds right now is Jaguars football, baby, Saturday night at the stadium. Uh, a rematch from earlier in the year. You're going to hear from Doug Peterson this hour. Pretty clear what the obvious storyline is here. And I've heard Tony Dungy speak to it. I, I've heard others out in the national um spectrum talking about what is the obvious you know hook to this game it's Trevor Lawrence against Justin Herbert there was news around the NFL yesterday that I think in a way correlates to this quarterback matchup this weekend here's what I mean with Herbert and Lawrence meeting this week Whoever wins that game gets Patrick Mahomes next. And if they win that game, they most likely get either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. I can almost guarantee you that that is the path for either of these two young quarterbacks when they meet in the wild card game here in Jacksonville Saturday night. They're going to have to beat each other. Then they're going to have to beat Mahomes. And then they're going to have to beat either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. That, by the way, Those are the five best young quarterbacks slash quarterbacks in the NFL. What do they have in common? Based on the path I just presented to you, it's pretty obvious. They play in the same conference. This is going to play out twofold. To me, it screams a couple of things here this morning. The Cardinals fired... Cliff Kingsbury yesterday. He got a an extension way back earlier this year, <laughs> early last year. Frank Reich, same deal, right? I don't know what an extension is worth in the NFL, but uh, man, uh, owners burn money when it comes to it and coaching. 
But back to Kingsbury, fired uh, yesterday. There's a lot of smoke around Sean McVay leaving the Rams, right? So that division is, it's the 49ers and no one else. A 49ers team who, by the way, doesn't have a quarterback you would put up in that top five or ten. Certainly not top five and, yeah, not top ten. With all respect to what Brock Purdy's doing and what Trey Lance may be, they don't have a top ten quarterback. So there's the West. Now let's look around the rest of the NFC. Brady's aging out. His team just won a division in the NFC at eight and nine. Rodgers is aging out. Who even knows what his future is going to be? Look, my point here is the NFC is a mess. And the AFC has five, it looks like, potentially dominant young quarterbacks in place. Yeah, good luck with that whole Super Bowl thing, NFC. Oh, by the way, there's a very good chance that the the top young quarterbacks that are coming in this draft, the two that everyone will talk about and want, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, very possible, if not likely, that the AFC grabs those two guys. Houston will grab one of them, and, and Indy uh, potentially would grab another. Now, look, there's going to be some jockey, and thanks to the ridiculous win by Houston, which cost them the number one pick, they'd have to worry about someone jumping them to number one. They could have just sat there and firmly held it. But, you know, you could throw Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, the 49ers with whoever, the Cowboys potentially underachieve. It's just so hard to, to completely buy into them. Meanwhile, over here in the AFC, look what's in front of you. Look at these five guys, man. Now, look, we're clearly playing catch-up. I'm being generous grouping this as five guys, right? We all agree. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow have separated from Herbert and, and Lawrence, who look like they have that, that skill set, that field leadership, but they have to get there. And how do you get there? Joe Burrow wasn't there, was he? Until he beat Patrick Mahomes last year and went to the Super Bowl. So, just just another long-term effect from whatever short-term feelings we feel Saturday night around midnight when the first playoff matchup between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert takes place. I can't help but fast-forward in my mind 15 years from now when we're not doing some sort of statistical comparison between these five guys versus each other over this time period. It feels a tad surreal as a fan of the Jaguars to put ourselves into that kind of future. Certainly seems like where we are with Trevor Lawrence and with a home playoff game this Saturday. And I say, let's just go ahead and start establishing a little bit of hierarchy here and Trevor and the Jags go try and repeat what they did at L.A. earlier this year. That's not easy. We'll hear from Doug Peterson when we come back on the other side. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Going to take a deeper look at the at the playoff field. Uh, we got just a, man, just a, just a waterfall of games coming up this weekend. It's going to be cold at the stadium, by the way. I mean cold, cold, like winter cold. But by the time the, the game kicks off, you're talking about temperatures in the 40s and wind chills in the 30s. But uh, I think there's going to be a lot of <clears throat> internal warmth, if you know what I'm saying. 
Our Tuesdays will uh, cook up uh, the Lockett Law High School report. We're going to take a take a closer look at one of the top high school stories that's out there on the horizon. We'll play ETN today, so it's uh, back to back to throwing blows. We'll do that coming up this morning at seven thirty. So stick around for that as well. We've got a football fix later this hour. Lots of news from the NFL. Black Monday never. Uh, passes without claiming victims, and they are falling around the National Football League. And and we will look into what uh, vacancies are definitely there and some others that look like they may be coming. So uh, that and more as uh, you're up and at them with us. We appreciate you. It's Catlachuck Accessories Tuesday on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Eleventh play of the drive. Bennett keep it all away and just sauntering into the end zone. His second rushing touchdown and Georgia throwing haymakers and building a big lead now. Uh, listen, the bloodletting was on 65-7 was the final. Stetson Bennett caps uh, just a, a fairy tale career at Georgia. Responsible for six more touchdowns last night. His record as a starter was 29-3. and It's the second best in SEC history. And the dogs are natty champions for the second year in a row. Now, look, I think that Bennett is also going to be that poster child for the the question of because great college quarterback equal NFL potential. And there's always that guy comes along every year. Tebow was that guy. We've had a lot. Charlie Ward was that guy. Didn't even opt for the NFL. Um, there's always that guy, right? Well, just because you're great in, the, in college, is it going to translate? Does it mean anything? I, Chris I think Winky. There's a ton of them, right? Um, here's the biggest problem for Bennett. He's, according to the Georgia roster, right? Which usually going to give you a little bit of padding. He's five foot eleven, 190 pounds. I know that being six foot five and you know seven steps deep in the pocket isn't as important now as it used to be, but five eleven one ninety, Stetson Bennett would buck every single bit of history when it comes to the NFL draft. Since two thousand and six, there have only been three quarterbacks listed under six foot and two hundred pounds even drafted: Armani Edwards, Denard Robinson, Malcolm Perry. Also, Julian Edelman. But the thing is, every one of those guys became a wide receiver in the NFL. So, great college career, Heisman finalist. It it wraps up last night with another national championship for Georgia. Again, drunk with power this morning. Hail Caesar, Augustus, Kerbius, Smartus. They are now the owners of a football dynasty that doesn't, it look like it's over by any stretch. So, uh, by the way, if you're a, a Gator fan and it's not bad enough already, just uh, go ahead and cover your ears because while Georgia basks in the glow of an Addy, I happen to see a, an early top 25 for next year. Now, today, the more mainstream ones will come if you don't consider 24-7 mainstream, but 24-7 sports put out their early preseason top 25 for next year, right? Georgia, number one. So make it a three-peat. Wow, we'll have to see. They do have to find a quarterback. Might be Carson Beck from here in Jacksonville. But at number six, Florida State, 
Knowles, look, went on a tear at the end of the year offensively. Jordan Travis really emerging as a playmaker. And if you think that it was just here within our borders, we've noticed you're wrong. Heisman odds, third best odds, 10 to 1. Jordan Travis, FSU quarterback. Huh. I, I heard ET in there. Mm. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Gator fan, it's a safe now to to ponder the future of your program sitting down there six and seven and way behind. Behind being behind. FSU is behind on the upswing. Going to be important for them after this year, which big expectations come. Make sure their quarterback situation's in good shape and you're just not going to ride you know, a couple of years of Jordan Travis like the Gators did Kyle Trask. But FSU is behind that Alabama-Georgia level. Everyone is. But, you know, in Gainesville, you're behind being behind. And we'll see what kind of strides can be made uh, by Billy Napier in a year two because with in his own state rivalry, he's fallen behind Florida State. And in the SEC rival... He's falling behind about everybody. And does he have that? You know, again, it's not Jimmy's and Joe's or X's and O's. It's the coach who's providing all of those. You get that guy, a Saban, a Smart, a Swinney, an Urban, a Bowden, a Spurrier. You get that guy. Uh, The rest comes together. Billy Napier has to be that guy. There's no in between. Can't be Ed Orgeron and have sustained, sustained success. So, anyway, um, the dogs celebrate. Drunk with power this morning. Um, Man, we have the potential for some kind of gridlock this weekend. Here's where we are right now. If things remain on schedule for Saturday night, okay? Jags, of course. Your featured presentation, 8.15 at the bank. Prime time. But also scheduled as of right now for Saturday night, unless something moves, unless something changes. You have Cat Williams at the arena. Man. Is Cat Williams as popular as he was at one time? Is that a sellout or that's just, you know, a few thousand? I'm not sure if it's a sellout, but it'll do really well. All right. So you got the Jags at the bank at 8.15. You got Cat Williams at the arena at 8. You have Aladdin at the Times Union Center downtown. Oh, my goodness. You have Frankie Valley in the four seasons at the Florida Theater Bridal Show at the Prime Convention Center. <laughs> seven o'clock. Seven to eight fifteen, those four uh, events all scheduled for downtown. Shout out Duval County. Oh, shout out Duval. Shout out uh, parking. Shout out swim to the game. <laughs> I'm trying to take a boat to the game. I'm going to be swimming. I'm not even going to take any river taxis or boats or nothing. I'm going to jump in over there at Chart House and I'm going to swim to Metro Park. You can bring a change of clothes for me. I, I'm excited about the game this week. How can you not be? Right? I mean, how, how can we not be? It's uh, There's so many now great. with w- Winning changes everything. The apathy, which was well-deserved, well-displayed here for a lot of years. We, you did the right thing, complaining and, 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 and not showing up. You were more than patient. But, buddy, with the snap of a finger, the spark gets lit. And the spark is is 
even more pronounced because you have a feel uh, you, you have the feel it's going to set off a blazing fire that's going to burn for years. But you want to talk about the excitement about this game, the, the the people asking for tickets, the it is just it's like it's not even the same town, the same city, the same franchise. But what a marvelous opportunity uh, we will have. Listen, I'm as I'm as hip to <laughs> you can't be hip to something if you use the term hip to. I'm as down with you know the internet sayings and memes that pop up as they go along, but as a lifelong. Jaguar aficionado observer fan. I got to take exception to one thing that's like that's that's common right now. There's a little hot phrase out there, hot little Twitter, social media, internet phrase that is uh, that the Jag fan is firing off now left and right. All right. So um, I'm going to let E.T. navigate through a phone call and I'm going to ask him, do you know the little phrase right now that I'm talking about? It's super hot right now on social media or anywhere else. There's a phrase that Jaguars fans are saying right now. So it's lit. Okay. It, it, it was always the Jags. Oh, okay. You yeah. heard that one, right? Uh, yeah, I heard can that I, a time can, or two. And, and, and again, I'm down with the fun and frivolity of internet sayings or social media and, you know, uh, trends, okay? The hell it was. <laughs> the hell it was. It most certainly indubitably, undoubtedly, was not always the Jags. Just saying. Y'all have fun with it. Keep throwing it around there. Believe it if you want. That shout out Wingard. Dewey. Dewey's the one who started that. Yeah. Well, hey, Dewey. You should know better, my friend. <laughs> if anybody know better, you know better. I saw Trevor Lawrence join Peyton Manning as the only player in NFL, only quarterback in NFL history to take a team that had the worst record in back-to-back years to the playoffs in that third year. So, uh, um, yeah, well, second year, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who had back-to-back coming in, and by the second year, he had him in the playoffs. Yes, sir. That, that's that's what. And Peyton had a similar, right? He was better than Trevor in year one, wins and losses. But they, then it was that next year, the 99 season. Titans went to Indy and beat Peyton before they came to Jacksonville and played the Jags in the AFC Championship game. The Titans, you know, the team that used to own our soul, a soul that was reclaimed by the long-haired, uh, right-armed number 16 that we have, in addition to a lot of help, for sure. Um, but yeah, you kids have fun with it. It, it was always the Jags. N- no, the hell it was. <laughs> it's been anything but the Jags. Always the Jags has a lot different, I don't know, implication connotation for me as I think back through um, through recent history. All right, let's get into Doug Peterson. First things first. The first time we heard Doug Peterson this year tell his guys, you're a really good football team, was in the locker room at the Chargers. Remember that? We played that. Oh, uh, that's a good football team. Oh, that's a really good football team. You're a really good football team. And then the the the, the wheels came off. We went from two and one to three and seven, and the only people apparently who really believed in a playoff push at that point was Doug Peterson in his locker room of football players, who indeed were. It was always the Jays. A really good football team. But first things first, thirty-eight ten, notwithstanding, boy, how awesome would it be to be able to repeat that? Doug Peterson says, "Yeah, not quite that easy." I mean, that's a long time ago. I mean, you know, there's some new faces on their side. There's some new faces on our side, and. You know, schematically, probably both the same, you know, with us and with them. And, 
and, and really, again, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to trick anybody. It just comes down to execution. You know, both sides, uh, them, 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 and us. And um, I'm looking forward to it, watching our guys again on this type of stage. You know, we haven't been there. You know, this team, and, and obviously, uh, it'll be a great atmosphere, home game for us, and and uh, really looking looking forward to watching our guys perform. I thought Doug Peterson said something that was spot on in his post game comments after beating the Titans and winning the division. Well, something he said to his team. Again, we'll take you inside the locker. I love that locker room access that yep. just about all teams are given just to see. I watched about five minutes of just video running of the Jaguars in the locker room with their T-shirts and their their, their celebrations, right? <laughs> They're having a good time. And they should. Uh, and a division title means something, right? It means more than being a playoff team. Especially the way we got it. 100%. Beat the Titans twice, by the way, in that stretch to, to do it as well who are the kings of the division, um, had been. Um, but Peterson told his team something that I thought was spot on. He said, tonight, this game, this win, it sums up our entire season. You know, we, would have, we, we, had, we had our ups, we had our downs, we finished when it mattered. You know, the team was 3-7, and seven, they were 4-8, and eight, they won five straight, they finished when it mattered, they got to 9-8. and eight. Against the Titans, they were down, they were, you know, and down and down and with all hope apparently, you know, seemingly lost, perhaps, they made plays when it mattered, they won the football game. It's made them maybe a little more battle-scarred and and tough than most entering this postseason. I really think that's why we're here, being able to work through some of those issues and challenges, you know, back then, and, you know, that's, that's part of this this game, you know, and, and, and I've got to be able to trust the players just like they get to be able to trust me, um, not only on the field, but off the field as well. And then, and then the players have to trust each other on the football field and off the football field as well. So there's been, you know, all those things that we went through, maybe what they went through has kind of prepared us, you know, for, for moments like this. All right. So that's Doug Peterson. And he, he brought up a word there a couple of times. This word can be just kind of cliche, other times of the year. Uh, when you start throwing this word around after you've accomplished something, and I, I think that the message should be received, you know, a little more literally than just some cliche, we've got to trust each other, you've got to earn trust, blah, blah, blah. Here, here is Doug Peterson on just when that word trust came into play for him this year. I really felt it coming, coming into training camp, you know, with this group. Um, still a work in progress, obviously, but... I think, again, the more we got to know each other, they got to know me, I got to know them, and the more more time we spent together is when, you know, when things really began to kind of click and felt like you had a good, cohesive group and, and we were kind of had moved on from, from the past and, and we were focused, you know, on, on the upcoming year. All right, so there's some of the thoughts of Doug Peterson. Uh, get this team ready again on, on a short week, right? Um not only a short week, but a late kickoff. And this is now two weeks in a row for just one final uh, comment from Peterson in his Monday get-together is, uh, you know, they got thrown a little bit of a wrench. By the way, how'd that extra rest work for you, Tennessee? Huh? Apparently you got tired with about two minutes to go in the game. Jags short rest didn't matter. They came back. They won on Saturday. Now they have another Saturday game. Um, it'll be the Chargers on short rest coming across 
uh, come across the country as well. But not only do you have, you know, kind of an odd game day Saturday, albeit for the second straight week, you also have a primetime game, something the Jags, look, haven't been a huge part of. But now think about it. They played the Jets late in primetime, last week in primetime, and now again this week. Does that create any kind of challenge for the Jags? I just told them to get off their feet, you know, to rest, take a nap, you know, maybe watch some more tape, whatever they could do just to, you know, I didn't want them running around town or, you know, <laughs> spending a lot of time at home with, with family and friends because sometimes that can pull you away and, and drain you a little bit mentally as well. But just if they could just get away and take, you know, take some time for themselves and and then and then get over here and, and get ready to play. But, you know, it's a long day. Um we got together, we did some meetings and, and things like that, you know, on the, on game day. But, you know, for the most part, um, guys did a nice job of just handling, you know, their, their particular business. All right. So that's uh, Doug Peterson. And, you know, it's funny, though, but you, you do. Most teams around the league play a handful. Most teams at this point of the season have been in primetime games a bunch of times already this year. Chargers have, the Bills have, the Bengals have, the Chiefs have. It's got a new territory for the Jags. So, so far, so good. 2-0 in primetime this year. Let's make it 3-0 this Saturday night. we got a football fix when we return. You're listening to The Drill on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, welcome back on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. feel like I wasted energy rooting for TCU to upset Michigan. If I had to do over again, I would have sent somebody a little sturdier into that title game. TCU who? Yeah. Listen, it... The, the upset notwithstanding, uh, that was a great semifinal win for TCU, but they seeded them wrong. TCU should have been the four seed. One loss, TCU should not have been seeded below one loss, Ohio State. It didn't, didn't make sense at the time. I screamed it at least, and, and look what it gave us. I wasted a lot of energy rooting for that upset, which cost me any kind of national championship game. I mean, what a... Snooze fest as Georgia flexed. I wonder if last night hurts the draft stock of Quentin Johnston. I wonder. Johnston is the TCU receiver who I've seen as highs in some top tens in the mock draft. Well, that that's a that's a big boy team. You just played there full of NFL caliber uh, defensive backs, and Johnston had one catch for three yards last night. Oh man. Now, that's not an NFL quarterback throwing to him. I get it. One catch, three yards, targeted just three times. In a game, by the way, where they were behind the whole time. I don't know if that makes it harder or easier. You would think it would present more opportunities. But it was just, it was a bloodbath, and TCU embarrassed themselves. I mean, they really did. I Whatever. It's not a feel-good story if you lose 65-7. That's what the Citadel would have lost by. You think I'm kidding. You could have put any team in the country in that game, and they would have lost 65-7. to seven. What in the hockey sticks? Damn you, Michigan. Damn you, little 10. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, sometimes if you know, you know. Now, I will say this. The timing of this would have been more impressive if the Jags were 3-7 and seven or 4-8 and eight at the time that he said it. But we scoffed even then after the Jags were, uh, listen, after that two-and-one start, they had lost at Philly. They had lost at home to Houston. Then they went to Indy and lost. They had fallen to two-and-four. They had the Giants coming up this week. And Zay Jones said this. October's been spooky, to say the least. You want to play your best football in November and December. And, um, you know, you don't want to peak too soon. 
and I feel as though this team is is on pace to do something special. Um, yeah, they didn't peak too soon, that's for sure. So, you know, at two, they turned around and lost the next week, and October got even spookier. That five-game October, golly, what a disaster that was, right? Lost all five games in the month, but Zay Jones, hey, when you know, you know, right, Zay? It was always the Jags ET, except when it wasn't. Fire up the band. We got a football fix. Let me give you some of the other news around the National Football League. The Jags have opened as a slight home underdog against the Chargers. The football fix is brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Manor. She's always in postseason form. And you know what? After the event, you need your insurance agent. And Mandy and her team will be there. It's assurance, not just insurance. Meanwhile, contact Mandy. Get on the same page. Make sure your insurance needs are being met in the, in the best, most efficient way. Time gets away from us sometimes, man. You just keep with the same. And by the way, if you see her and what you have is the best you can get, then she'd be happy to tell you that and send you on your way. Bill's Damar Hamlin back in Buffalo. He'll continue his recovery there. That pretty clear Hamlin is is going to be, you know, going to survive this. Now, to what level, to what length? We'll have to wait and see. The NFC is a mess, man. I said this before. The, the, the two stalwart quarterbacks of the conference are aging out in Brady and Rodgers. I mean, show of hands who thinks Brady or Rodgers is winning another Super Bowl. All the hands are down, I see. You got upheaval in the coaching ranks in the NFC West. Sean McVay may very well leave. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury fired yesterday. I mean, the NFC is going to have some serious issues moving forward. You look over here at the AFC, like we talked about earlier, whoever wins the Trevor Herbert matchup, then gets Mahomes, and then gets Burrow Allen. You know, over in the NFC, they're going to be playing some catch-up here the next few years, that's for sure. Because as mentioned, Cliff Kingsbury fired yesterday. Just got an extension, by the way. Um, uh, and, and Kyler Murray wins again. Steve Kime, the GM, also steps aside. Titans fired four assistants yesterday, including their offensive coordinator. Texans headed towards a rebuild if they haven't already been in. I guess they've just been in the tanking process. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks doesn't want any part of it. I don't blame him. Brandon Cooks, an odd story, man. He's bounced around to so many teams, right? What he's like, is he the only or one of the only has four thousand yard receivings with four different clubs? Yeah, with right? four different clubs. Yep. He did it with the Rams, the Patriots, the Texans, and the Saints. Typically, if you have that kind of production, you don't bounce around that much until you're older, like T.O. did ultimately, but. All right, the Dolphins are going to go to Buffalo, and it looks like they won't have Raheem Mostert. Now, before you go, who? If you remember that, was it either Christmas Eve or Christmas night game between the Bills and the Dolphins in primetime? Remember Raheem Mostert ran right through the Bills all night long? That was a really close game down to the wire that the Bills pulled out. Uh, They also had Tua that night. It just just feels like they're going to shut Tua down no matter what any current recent medical... Uh, you know, signs or prognoses are. So, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to have two. If they don't have him, they have no chance. Their quarterbacks are terrible. But add no Raheem Mostert, oof. That's tough. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. The Hick and Arrival more coming your way next. we got ETN uh, in the coming hour. Lockett Law High School report in a little bit later this morning as well. All in a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio.
it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it. I blame you, E.T. It's not his fault. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good to be here. Good to be here. We're one step closer to football on Saturday night. We're going to crank it up one more time. Got to dig deep. Got to go get it. We get ready to take on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. I hope they come early to get the acclimated San Diego to the East Chargers Coast. of Los Angeles. But yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Either way. Yeah, I don't want to quibble. Yeah, no need to quibble. <laughs> I have a uh, – I'm going to ask both of you. Have you seen my poll question this morning? If you haven't, don't oh, no. look. No, no, yeah, you. No, All right. Of course gonna, I haven't. I know. That's why. But I'm going to ask you both. I'm going to go back and forth. You're going to stay in the game until you get it wrong. And it's oh. not necessarily wrong. It's because mm. I'm – it's a – just sort of a scientific uh, contest. And this is the question. It's real simple. It's our one-to-one financial poll question of the day. Who is the unsung, who is the Jags' unsung hero of the regular season? I have four names. So let's see what, you know, I'm going to have you guys go back and forth and see how, if you, until you get them, until you get the four names mm. that I have. It's interesting. And there's, a, because I think there's more than four. Well, obviously. the word unsung is, yeah, is an interesting true. one. Does that mean they didn't get, they don't get any due? I just feel like these are the guys. No, I mean, I think because we know them so well, but I think outside of the, outside of our little circle, yeah. that people don't know much about these, these cats. And I think they all contributed importantly to the squad this okay. year. But. Like, would, would, would uh, Foyer but, Lua can be unsung? You could put that out there if you'd like to start with him. That would be fine. It's your decision, yeah, and then so I'll tell gonna, you what I'm thinking. There's going to be some wading through the definition, and that's uh-huh. right. No, no, with all all right. I, I would say you're – I mean, it's hard doing what we do. Like, Mrs. P doesn't know that name. No, what we do when uh-huh. talking to us well, sports fans. Do, I'm going to say Alua can. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, go I'm, ahead. I'm going to say Rayshon. Okay. Go ahead. Um – I'd say Evan Ingram. Or is he too sunk? Okay. No, you can keep going. That's fine. Everybody's got their opinion. I'm going to say Arden Key. Arden Key. Okay. Go ahead. I'll give you a guy who should be on there. Uh-huh. Who does, uh, Devon Hamilton. Okay. I'm going to give you Dewey Wingard. Okay. I'll say this. So far, you've given me six, and you've gotten two. Okay. Of mine, which is right, not right, right or wrong. It's just so that uh, it's just the, 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 maybe that's the a sign song. that they're they're. Uh, it's a good. Fo- There's a lot of unsung heroes. Yeah, it's just hard to know. Like I, I think Travis Etienne. We talked about this yesterday mm-hmm. at 1125 yards, mm-hmm. but I think people kind of notice and respect that mm-hmm. he did that. So I'm not so sure. So I'm gonna say Cisco. Okay. I'm gonna say Zay Jones. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Although, gosh, they've been so good. We sing them right. anyway. All right. Do we, all right. Have we hit the four yet? No. Are we still at two? Still at two? Six to two. Uh, Logan Cook. Okay. Agnew. Okay. Two still? Three. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, Riley Patterson. Okay. Marvin Jones. Okay. We'll still. stop there. You you got three of them. Out of 13, though. Hey, you're going to give me a is, lineman, probably. Sheriff, maybe? Arden Key. I have. Uh-huh. I love Arden Key. I think he's the best, one of the best free agent signings. He's very underrated. Oh, and we should have said Fortner. Thank you. Ah, yeah, that's who it yeah, is. Yeah, Fortner. the line. Yeah. yeah. So I got Arden Key. I got Luke Fortner. Because again, everybody knows Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. And I kind of I debated maybe Shatley over Fortner, but no, Fortner's Fortner, a r- no. rookie who's yeah. been through a lot yeah. and has, you know has played a lot of games and sort of anchored that down the whole season. Uh, Arden Key. I have Devon Hamilton. I thought he's been very good up front inside. 
and not many people talk about him. And I have Agnew. I love Agnew. I think he's been terrific. I think he, like, for example, on Saturday night, he he sparked us. Uh, he he to has our first also touchdown. a, you know, he, he's the one guy can give you an element. So 848 votes of these four. And by the way, there were others who jumped in and said, what about? I didn't do Ray Sean because we've talked a lot about Ray Sean. Yeah, he's been too. And he's won us two games. Right. So. Um, and like Ingram and ETN are kind of forgotten. But Alua look, Khan, got- because we've talked about him, he leads the NFL in tackles. Right. I thought about him, and then I pushed him out. Um, I don't think we talk nearly much about Arden Key or Fortner or Hamilton and Agnew. Obviously, we do here because yeah, I see what you're we talk about them all. But to me, those yeah. are some of the unsung heroes anyway. And for the record, I got three of those, and Jeff got one. Just, just yeah. want to say all that. Right. Yeah, you got Hamilton. That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you got three. Arden Key. You got one, That means you got um, three wrong. <laughs> and I only got one. 848 votes. Arden Key, 42.2%. Uh, Luke Fortner, 27.4%. Jamal Agnew, 248 And also, for the record, no one got Fortner there, tough guy. And Devon Hamilton, 57 only. So back down to two. Look how yeah. quick your lead has shrunk. Just mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I saw those guys uh, and thought of those guys. You can vote at the end. Hey, can we have a couple more hours? There's a left. lot of them there. But there are a lot. And that was the point. And like I said... A lot of people said, uh, what about this guy? You know, I think du- Logan Dewey, Cook. I think Cook, maybe. Dewey was brought up. Corey Peters was brought up. Um, Jenkins was brought up. So they're, they're- I, I think that those I think those specialists, the kicker punt, I mean, Patterson's also been pretty much spotless now for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and remember what a, what a disaster that was early in the year, how worried we were about the kicking game? We were missing short field oh, goals, yeah. missing extra points. You really yeah. settled in. They. Yeah. Peterson and his crew nailed that when they stuck with him through those early misses yes. because they had targeted him from Detroit all along. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, great. What a performance by Georgia last night. And, you know, Stetson Bennett won the MVP in all four of the CFP games Wow, that he was in. Yeah. Two games this year, two yeah. games last year. I mean, it says something. I mean – I, the guy, I, what, yet, I, he, yet however he's you not feel, under, he's not he is, underrated. Not anymore. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's a great story. He's a great college quarterback. But he is a great college quarterback. Yeah. I he mean, really I, is. yeah. And I think that he's just Nothing very controversial about that. He's very, I, no, I he's think, their guy. I think someone will take a chance on him in the, in the draft. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll have to make history. There've only been three since 06. Only three guys have been drafted. Under six feet, under 200 pounds. He had a play last and None of them you've heard. I mean, there are Armani Edwards and Denard Robinson. And he, and he had a point. I mean, they dominate. He had two touchdown runs that nobody touched him on. They were so he, much better. He looked real swifty. If you watched them last night, this is where... <laughs> you can buy. There's a, there's, this is where recruiting comes into play, boys. This is where when you get the them, number yeah. one class and the, the other team gets the number 47 class, yeah. this is what happens. And if you looked at them... I had one of my friends tell me, look at the linemen. They're a head taller than the yeah. TCU guys. It looked like a, looked like a class. I, I said this earlier. I'm, I mean, TCU, you embarrassed yourself. There is no feel good here. You guys are a joke. <laughs> oh, no. You could have put any team oh, no. in college football in that game. Oh, no. And they would have lost 65-7. You could have put Citadel in there, Dan. Oh, you could no. have sent You could have sent Eastern Michigan to the game, and they would have lost 65-7. to Well, let's take anything away from a thou- Yes, let's <laughs> take a lot of Yeah, not from played extremely well. For sure. And I, but what, I will tell you this. Yeah. <clears throat> Samford only gave up 33 to it's Georgia. A, it's a joke. What uh, a Kent terrible. Kent State gave up 39 to Georgia. Yeah. 
Kentucky gave up, I think, 16 to Georgia. So No, it's just they, they embarrassed uh, themselves, bleeped that. They shouldn't have even been in the four, much less the title game. And this is why I threw a stink, and I, there weren't a lot of stinks that people threw. They seeded them wrong. Well, TCU with one loss should never be ahead of Ohio State with one loss. And they did it to self-serve and put the Big Ten on each side, yeah. and they still didn't get a finalist. Georgia should have played that game in the semis. Yeah, you could argue. My, my son said last night, Dad, there's only two teams who could even beat Georgia right now, and that's Alabama and Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah. And should have put Ohio State in the three and given us at least a championship game. Well, it was a dog last night. It wasn't any fun. It was, uh, it was, it was a dog night. But they uh, first six times they got it, they scored. And it was they, over. You it know. Was, the game and was by over. the way, now, and I said this too, look, Georgia has forever been a traditional, historically good slash great program. I mean, they've had, they've had in the past national champions and Heismans. They've never been a dynasty until now. Now they're a dynasty. Now oh, they're yeah. Bobby Bowden and... And, you and saw, Nick Saban and, you, you know. Yeah, many had probably gone to bed and turned off the television. But Carson Beck went in in the fourth quarter. And he threw just one slant that demonstrated what he's going to bring next year. He's, I mean, they he's made leaps and bounds, and he'll be ready to play. And they'll also benefit because he'll get his feet wet against the UT Martin Skyhawks, the Ball State Cardinals, the UAB Blazers and Georgia Tech. Those are their out-of-conference games. They so. lost 15 guys to the NFL, and they just won. The big, they forget BCS. Their best pass rusher is a freshman. Yeah, Forget so. forget BCS. Forget championship game. Forget playoff. They just produced the biggest margin in bowl history. No one's ever won a yeah. bowl game by more than Georgia won the title game. 1,500-plus bowls. And yeah. that's the biggest margin Shame on ever. TCU. You guys are a joke. Man, you want to talk about no fight, no show up. And I wonder if it, the Quentin Johnson kid's stock didn't drop a little bit last night. Well, you night. do that. I mean. You I can, wonder. Yeah, you can. And that's fair. It just, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, like did Ringo's stock go up? Because I've watched him get twisted and turned by yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. a week previous. So, I don't know. You know no, I don't know how you. Well. How you. Yeah. You, and, you and, certainly and what, study it and look at it and yeah. see if there were reasons <clears throat> Max Duggan maybe had no time to get it to. I don't know. Yeah, but I, no, it was. I, I, I'm not saying that it did. I'm wondering, does it? The, the, it's pretty clear that this. You pop- can go ahead and pe- this is the only my only problem with with college football. I mean, again, only one. Wow. Yeah. Well, Good for no. you. <laughs> but the way too early top twenty five is, you know, again TCU came out of nowhere, and now they're going to go back to nowhere. Um, <clears throat> but Georgia is in next year with that talent that they have. I mean, again. Georgia could have taken their backups and they would have beat TCU last night. In all honesty. By, by 20. I mean, I was watching. They got this little running back go in there, number 22. He's scooting around uh, for big chunks of yardage in the four. I mean, it was. I tell you what jumped out at me as well. I <laughs> mean, Gator fan, by the way, either cover your ears or get your barf bag. I mean, because we just, you know, we're recognizing you pat on the back. Job well done. We got a lot of catching up to do if yeah. you're a Gator fan. Yeah. Right. But we'll come off of Georgia and their display of dominance. They are immediately installed as the favorite to win it all again next year. Good yeah. luck. It's awfully hard. Yeah. But go to a way too early preseason top twenty-five. I don't know that. And, it's, I don't know that it'll be way too hard for a team with that kind of. Well, talent. maybe, I but there, but there is Alabama. There is well, Ohio sure. State. It's just hard. No, to, there'll be a game. They listen. Sure. You could argue Georgia's a dynasty. They've won two Natty championships. They could have very easily yes. lost Alabama yes. if their receivers didn't get hurt. If Marvin Harrison didn't go out against Ohio State, they might have lost that game. Fair. 
There's always a game, but the point is they got through those games. Past Georgia, and again, here's where Gator fan hit the mute button for 15 seconds. Yeah. Georgia, number one. Ohio State, two. Michigan, three. Number four. Yeah, Florida State. Florida State. Yeah, I said that the other day. I said the expectations are going to be sky high. They're even higher than I thought, though. They're going to be a preseason top five program. Third third best Heisman odds? Jordan Travis. Yeah. You go to Vegas right now. Ten to one. Oh, yeah. So, guess what? Gator Nation, we don't, we're not playing catch up. We're, we're trying to catch up to catch up. Yeah. FSU still has to catch up, yeah. right, to get to Alabama oh, yeah. and, and, and Georgia at oh, that yeah. level. Well, Florida has to catch up to get in the position to catch up. Right. And good luck banging your head against a preseason top 25 that has your number one and two rival in whatever order you want to put them, yep. Georgia and FSU. And then you don't have to go a whole lot further down. You'll find LSU, another rival at and eight. Tennessee. You'll find Tennessee yeah. at ten. Yeah. You're six and seven, yeah. and your transfer portal looks like you're shopping D three. Oh, and by the way, uh, just one more thing, and it's been a little longer than fifteen seconds, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, your uh, your opener will be against a team who's bringing their quarterback back for his fourteenth year yeah. at their place, which is a with a mat on. With, with which is an interesting place to play. So have fun starting the season out there in Salt Lake. Oof. Cameron Rising is coming back for another year. Uh, yeah, no. He and, goes by Bad Moon. Well, <laughs> and, and and by the way, with with the rich subplot of the that threw their season off, you know, totally off. I mean, they still end up in the Rose Bowl. How Florida won that game in hindsight, my God. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, six and seven, by the way, if there's anybody, the most optimistic soul that thinks Billy Napier's not into a four-year dig out, if he's the guy. And here's the problem. You got to let a guy dig, and you find out three or four years later, he's not a dig out guy. And there you are, because it's not Jimmy's and Joe's hick. It's not X's and O's. It's the guy recruiting the Jimmy's and Joe's and drawing up the X. It's all about the coach. Saban, Swinney, Smart. Spurrier, Meyer, Bowden, that's what it is. That's the common denominator, not just one or the other. And they're able to adapt to whatever gets thrown at them in terms of the way that the sport is changing, and and Florida has not shown an ability to do that quite yet. So you're right, it's going to be an interesting run, but it ain't happening next year, that's for sure. You won't find Florida in the way too early. Send me one if you find them in a way too early top 25 they ain't going to be there. How, how about I, what, what would you say? Uh, um, outlook. The Gators bring in Graham Mertz to compete at the quarterback position. It's a joke. And, I mean, they don't have they don't have a whole lot. So, uh, By the way, yeah. You, but, I, I, I'll take it a step further. If there was an honest to God ranking one to one nineteen, mm-hmm. you wouldn't find him in the top fifty. Yeah, and you got to understand also. You got to remember, Georgia lost five guys in the first round. They just reloaded. And that's what 15 they did. 15 overall yeah. in the draft. So, and they'll lose a bunch again. And guess what? That's where recruiting, you recruit top five classes every year. You got them. And, and, and by the way, you feel a lot better about uh, uh, Brian Kelly and what he accomplished at LSU in his first year than what Billy Napier accomplished in his first year. So, oh, there will be a, uh, that's another program. There's, listen, Florida needs to just figure out how to finish second in the East at this point. Well, and there's also this, and this shouldn't be lost. And it doesn't feel like that right now. But if you're a big name brand college football program, this is why you never stop trying. Georgia shows you that it's possible. The dogs were average and dormant for 40 years. 
They flared up with some 11-win seasons. They came close a couple of times like Dan Mullen came close, though. That level of close. They they watched as Florida won titles and FSU and Clemson and, and, and Alabama, obviously, and Auburn and Tennessee. These are all their best rivals. And for 40 years, they watched. So, this is why if you're Texas uh-huh. or Nebraska or FSU or Florida or Miami, you you just you you never keep stop firing popping. at it. Pop star never stop popping. Well, the, I don't know if we go pop star. but How can you put UGA automatically in next year? They barely beat and should have lost to Ohio State. Well, well because I just did. They're yeah. going to be in the Final Four. And, uh, and, and by the way, if you'd like to wager – just send me how much you want to Venmo me I, I come next, this I time next year. I wouldn't automatically put them in the Final Four, but they yeah. certainly have that. That's that. They're, they're, Did you hear the schedule I gave ceiling. you? No, I wasn't listening. Okay. I thought you were just UT talking. Martin, Ball State, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech, and they, they have good, no out-of-conference good, good games. Good timing because, in fairness, they typically every year have been playing a team. And in fairness, Oklahoma canceled their game next year. What if you remember, oh, yeah, well, they I'm had not, to because remember? of the whole coming to the conference. Yeah, thing. isn't that what happened? Well, then I'm, that's also fair. So, no. whatever. If Tennessee and Kentucky and Florida and Alabama and Auburn, and if they can't beat them, then oh well. Who else do they get from the West? Yeah. They have LSU by any chance? Oh, Georgia? Let me look who Georgia gets from the West. Because it's going to be left up to the conference, that's for sure. There'll be a hiccup. Oh, shoot. No, Mississippi Ole State. Ole Miss. And at Sanford Stadium. Yeah. Uh, that would be a, a tough one. At yeah. Auburn and Ole Miss, I mean. Yeah. Well, Auburn's everywhere. Brr. There's a third, isn't there? Is there not a third? No, there's two. Only two from the West? There's yeah. a, every year and then just That's one rotation? change it, yeah. Oh. It's, it's yeah. Well, how do you get to your eight? Oh, there's seven in your, in your division yeah. now, not six. six. Never yeah. mind. Uh, yeah, so there you go. There you go. Bask in oh, it, you know? Dear. Listen, hell oh. Caesar. Caesar Augustus Kirby is smartest. Yeah. It's his empire right now. For those of us about to be slaughtered. Yeah. I, I Correct. <laughs> And it, right. It's very distressing. Time for the gate. And by the way, let me back it off. We're not playing catch up to play catch up. We're still playing catch up to play catch up to play catch up. That's where the Florida program is right we now. We need some mustard. Man, we got. We got to get some. We don't mustard have much of that either. Maybe some grilled onions. I don't know. A little cheese. <laughs> You're making would be me nice. hungry. Lucky for you guys, I've got. Um, I've got the dash coming in today. Dash. Yeah. I get, love you, Jeffrey. I'm gonna get the boss. Sandwich of the universe. Today we're having the boss. All right, let's go. So we got some ETN. Okay, we need to guess who can judge. 641-1010. We're going to rock and roll and do battle when we return right here on the drill. All right, let's rock and roll, man. They came into our city, these carpetbaggers, to cover the Super Bowl many moons ago. They turned on at the time the program was called Sports Final. They saw Dan and I doing basically PTI ahead of our time. And what what appeared on ESPN shortly thereafter, Dan? But the the sad part is those dirty SOBs, they didn't say, hey, let's take those two guys <laughs> and make them stars. No, yeah, no, no. No, uh-uh. no, take- no, no. We we have this guy, Kornheiser, and he's a Serbic, and this guy, Wilbon, and they're buddies, and we'll use those two guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what we were left with? Nothing. Scraps. No, that's not true. This glorious uh, this. radio career. And we are allowed to do this once, once a week. Yeah, once a week. And we once a week only by reclaim contract. Our, we reclaim the, the, the you know theme music mm-hmm. and just remind you, at least now and then, they stole it from us. 
Just every now and then. Uh, Zach is our guest, Googie yeah, Judge. Do we have something to give to Zach for this, uh, E.T.? We absolutely do, man. We got a little razzle-dazzle. Okay. Zach is going to get a pair of tickets to Rumors, a Fleetwood Mac tribute live oh. at the Thrashing Horse. And, hey, that's around the Sounded like a gentleman's club. I wonder what we were doing. <laughs> Thursday, January 19th. Hey, Zach, you might have to take me. That's right around the corner uh, from you, boy. All right. All right. Hey, Zach, uh, how you doing? Zach's going to distribute some uh, West Side Justice this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hello, Zach. Oh, yeah. West Side Jokes. What's up, guys? Hey, man. Appreciate hey, uh, the time. Highway robbery. Highway robbery. They took it from you guys. You guys should have been Thank the host you. of Thank that. Thank you, friend. Winner, Zach. Not ESPN. Yeah, give Zach something else, E.T. Give him <laughs> another prize. Load him up. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Round one. I'm going to have to put this on NFL Network. I cannot watch this on a loop for four hours, Nick. <laughs> we have Sports Center on it. We well, know what's happening there. Gentlemen, uh, this past Saturday night was electrifying. It was thrilling. It was amazing. Yes. My question to you is I want one word from you guys to describe Saturday night. One word to describe Saturday night. Yes. Perfect. I would go with finally. Ooh. <laughs> I got to go with Dan on this one. Yeah. <laughs> they all sum it up, don't they? Mine is like specifically Titan related. Finally. Yeah. Finally, we hit you so and so's in the head with a shovel yeah. and pushed you in the hole. Finally. Yeah. And we did it twice in the last five weeks. But it was perfect. It was just a glorious it was night of football. And we're going to have another one this Saturday, aren't we? Yeah. If we win again, it'll be perfect again. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll go beat Mahomes, won't we? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Round two. I believe Stetson Bennett is. Uh, I believe I can fly. <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky. Yeah, I forgot to lose. <laughs> I believe Stetson Bennett is 29 and 3 as a starter. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. And he's been named the offensive player of the game in each of those playoff games. Yes. Gentlemen, what is in the future for Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett? Is it me? I well, he he can carry a clipboard for a few years. I would imagine he can earn a place on a, on a roster. There's some history here, right? And and I know the NFL may be gravitating away from you. Got to be six five with a seven step drop. But the bottom line is, since 2006, which is now 17 years, there've only been three quarterbacks who were under six foot and under 200 pounds drafted. None of them significant. Armani Edwards, Denard Robinson, Navy's Malcolm Perry. You know what they all became? Receivers. So, look, he's a smart, cerebral guy. There is a place for him on a football team. But I I would say the ceiling is backup quarterback, and that ceiling would also be a a short window. You always fall into with a really good college quarterback. Just I find it hard to believe that he won't be good at the next level. But I... Facts is facts. The only thing holding him back is the size. He has a tremendous arm. He can really run. He can scoot like nobody's business. Uh, Mike Cavan, who is, you know, a big name in Georgia football, said last night he is the greatest Georgia Bulldog of all time. He said that. He coached Herschel Walker. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not ready to say Robert, I'm not ready to say uh, 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 he's going to be an NFL star, but I would be willing to say I think he gets drafted. I think he gets an opportunity somewhere along the line. He is, 
I mean, the throws he makes to these guys, I mean, they're... Uh, it's been an impressive run for the young man. And regardless, the best thing he can do is write a book and get a Hollywood movie because he'll get one of those at least. Hey, impressive, but all good things got to come to an end. I got to go with Jeff on this one. Shucks! Oh, shucks! All right, gentlemen, I forwarded you guys an email. You did. With the uh, a list of the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame inductees. You did. Now, I want you guys to keep in mind our current Jacksonville Jaguars roster, the state that it's in, the injuries, okay. all of that. Okay. Now, looking at this list in their prime, what one player would you take to put on this roster as we head to play, as we go into Saturday night primetime against the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego? <laughs> That's now, a good question. Now, on that list is Eric Berry, Michael Bishop, Reggie Bush, Dwight Freeney, Robert Gallery, LaMichael James, Derek Johnson, Luke Keekley, Jeremy Macklin, Terrence Mathis, Bryant McKinney, L and Tim Tebow's on there. Brian, Brian Westbrook, Troy Vincent. Tebow! And, and <laughs> <laughs> no question. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who I would take. I'm going to take... Because I'm confident my offense is better than my defense. Okay. And I'm confident in my offense. We scored 38 against those guys. But I'm going to take old Dwight Freeney and put him on the edge and let him go get Herbert a little bit. So I'm going to go with Dwight Freeney and what he was able to accomplish in the National Football League. Him and him and uh, uh, Mathis were pretty good over there at uh, Indy for a lot of years. So give me Dwight Freeney in his prime uh, coming off the edge, and we'll uh, we'll roll them Chargers again. I'll tell you what jumps out to me at this list: College Football Hall of Fame is weak, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, but you gotta in eliminate. a true hall. I know, no, in uh, a true Hall of Fame, uh, Reggie Bush, Tim Tebow. There's your Hall of Fame class this year. Yeah, I Eric, mean Eric Berry. What? Yeah. Eric Berry in college though. Uh, it wasn't. I, I mean, no. Oh uh, seven, oh nine. Tennessee didn't beat anybody. Um, this is an unfair question. It's so stacked against me. That's an obvious answer. There's nobody on this list. Luke Keekley, you could say, he's the only guy you could argue. You could argue that Keekley would be give you as big an impact as Freeney is going to give you. But I mean, we're to the time of the year where where you got to get to the quarterback, and Freeney is going to go to the Hall of Fame based on that that talent. If I had to sell you an in the shadows pick, uh huh, Brian Westbrook. In that backfield. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's a thousand yard rusher, a 10 touchdown score at the NFL level regularly. And with Travis Etienne's, you know, between injuries and rest, he would be a huge upgrade as well. Got to go with Dan on this one. Yes! Mark Mark Rick's a college Hall of Famer, is he? For what? That's a whole different question. Yeah. <laughs> Round four. Paul, Paul Johnson, man. College Football Hall of Famer. Hey, your guy. Although I think he won titles at Georgia Southern, man. Dan yeah. put out a Twitter poll question asking who is the unsung hero. Yes. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you with taking out Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. Thank God. Uh huh. <laughs> who are. Who, who, is, who is the MVP now that the, the, the regular season is over? Who is the MVP of the if, if you take out, if you take, and Trevor can't be it. Yeah, Trevor and Doug Peterson. Look, there, there are arguments here that, that can be made. I, I, it, it, it's Rayshon Jenkins 
He wins the argument. We're coming down the stretch. Dude single-handedly made two plays that have us hosting a playoff game this week. The pick six against Dallas, the game winner walk-off, enforcing that fumble the other day. I won't go into the six or seven other guys that certainly get in the conversation, but I go Rayshon Jenkins without hesitation. I can, uh, I'll hesitate. I, I, I Listen, Rayshon Jenkins deserves a lot of credit. Right place, right time guy and made plays. Let's remember, the ball was thrown to him and he was unencumbered to the quarterback. So if I'm going to give it to somebody, the, 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 the blood and guts of the team, and I could go back and forth between these guys, but ETN had bigger impact than Kirk, in my opinion. Both were outstanding. But I would go Travis Etienne, a guy you've been harping up. 5.1 yards of carry on the ground. We had a we were able to have a mixture of pass and run because we had Travis Etienne. Remember, they traded James Robinson. They really had nothing behind Etienne. Uh, Jamichael Hasty came in and gave us some good good snaps. But Etienne, uh, when he's going good, that offense is is a top ten offense in the league. I gotta go with the defense. Gotta go with Jeff on this one. Aw, shucks. Welcome to round five and prepare to die. Ooh, so harsh. Oh, yeah. Such a penalty. That's how Balls Davis left us. A lot of people don't know that. It was a round five bad he, one. He lost an ETN one day Took when, a bullet. When, when I was off and they had beat him and ended it. <laughs> Shot him right Suddenly in the head. They, they brought, I don't know, beef back, I believe. I don't even remember. <laughs> That's what happened. I don't know. That could happen to you, E. Be careful. Uh, no, no. <laughs> All right, now that our 2022-2023 NFL season has wrapped up. It is over. And we are going into the first round of the playoffs. We are. Gentlemen, what is the title of this book? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This season. For the Jags? Absolutely. The title of the book. The title of the book of this regular season. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I will borrow an old book. And it still applies. The Bible. <laughs> Give it a read. Uh, written by Pete Prisco and John Osher. We go from Jags to riches. And uh, that's kind of what the season has been. If you think about what Trevor Lawrence has done in leading a, pl- a team to the playoffs after having the worst record in the National Football League the last two years yeah. and to go to the postseason. We have gone from Jags to Riches. It's been a wonderful, wonderful ride. There are so many that you could kind of, you know, creatively put in. Because here's what happens. We give answers, and then the text line floods us with 40. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I, I, again, I'm going to stick with one theme, all right? A theme I really feel was underplayed, and that is burying those bastages from Nashville. They have killed us for 25 years, and in the last five weeks, we stomped on their grave. They gone. They done. They chasing. So, I believe we stomped on them with some grapes of wrath. You got the wrath, and you're not coming back. The grapes of wrath. Drink the wine, ladies and gentlemen. All hail the Jags. Hey, you can't go wrong with either one, but let's go, Jeff. Thank no, you. No. With the wrath of no, Khan. No, Zach. No. Oh, we're going to go wrath of Khan. What we're doing. Uh, Wrath of Khan would have been better. Well, that wasn't a book, unfortunately. I mean, we got some grapes of wrath. Yes, you got you to read, Dad. Give it a read. Let me put I did. That I pulled the classic. Yeah. Damn you, Zach. I don't think anyone's heard of that one.
You know, Dan, if you go back to the month of September, September 25th, welcome back, yes, ladies sir. and gentlemen, on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. The Jaguars were uh, in in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. faced the Chargers, right? And just come off that shutout win over the Colts at home. And so we, we took this lethargic West Coast record with us. If folks remember, Justin Herbert had, you know, his status was in question. We weren't sure he was going to play that week. Remember, he got, was it a, like a cracked rib or something? He had some sort oh, of injury. Yeah, we weren't sure he would play. Before. He did end up playing. In your mind, if you recall that game, without looking at it, what was the score after the first quarter? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't remember. You don't remember at all? It was 38-10. Yeah, do you remember at all? In my mind, it's like the game started, and Devin. It, in my mind, Devin Lloyd had a pick six. Devin Lloyd didn't have a pick six in the game, by the way. He did have an interception that he ran out you know, mm. deep in their territory. But even though the Jags won 38-10, to it was scoreless after one. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, the two teams went back and forth. The first points were a Riley Patterson field goal. Uh, just as the second quarter started, right? The Jags built a thirteen nothing lead. Uh, Mike Williams did play that day. They had no Keenan Allen. Um, he scored to make it thirteen seven. The Jags led sixteen seven. The Chargers got the ball. They came out. They drove the field. They got a field goal. They're back in the game at sixteen ten, and then the floodgates open. Uh, the Jags defense again, um, like they did so many times this year. You know, you talk about unsung heroes, Dan. The mm-hmm. unsung hero is. Flipping the the plus minus script. P- flipping the turnover battle. Yeah. We've been terrible at that every year, right? Well, we had like seven all of it last year. Well, we started so good, and then that, during the losing streak, we were again, terrible. Though. And then Trevor stopped throwing picks, said the heck with it. I'm not doing it anymore. And and that changed things. And then the defense started getting some balls again, and that helped them win because they're not a great defense, but when you win the turnover battle, you're going to win most of your games, as we've always right. maintained around here. So. Yeah, that was uh, that was an important part of it going forward. So uh, the Jags beat the Chargers thirty eight ten. It was a long time ago, more than a hundred days ago. Austin Eckler only carried it four times, so he, he was not a part at all. This is not the Chargers team. The Jags. No, are I think it this I week. think what we'll have is a fourth quarter game on yeah. on Saturday night. So buckle up, boys and girls. It's going to be a fun one, and I, you know the Chargers are coming here with, you know they want it. They want to do what we're planning on doing which is you know they they haven't made a statement yet under in the Justin Herbert era this is his third year and he's just going to the playoffs so um this is like the first this is the first you know slotting of Trevor V Herbert right there's three that are ahead of those two it's fair to put the five in a category right but but in fairness until until these two beat those three right they remain below him Joe Burrow is below him until last year and I, I said this to you when we were just chatting during the break, but of those five quarterbacks, and you, you would think that those five will be in the round robin here for the next 15, 10, 15 years. Mahomes is 27. I mean, there's 10 more years for him. Trevor's 23. There's 15 years for him. Um, but one of those guys, for whatever reason, is not is going to come up short, right? Like one of those guys, when you have five guys and, and, and yeah. one of them is Mahomes, one of those guys ain't going to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Trending Herbertish, I hope. Well, ain't gonna be our guy. We're going, uh, but one of them is not. Is it's gonna be? It's gonna be difficult, and that will be the fascinating thing. I think going forward, watching these guys, you know, like if you could go in a time machine and go go 15 years from now, what would we see? 
That's what I said. I think what we're going to see is we're going to – one thing, the first thing we're going to check, assuming everyone stays healthy, we're going to see how these five quarterbacks did against each other. There's going to be a natural comparison Mm -hmm. of of each because – Dan, it might be unprecedented, and we're getting ahead of it a little bit because Herbert and Lawrence have to do things the other three have done. In fact, two of them have to do things that the one has done before we can, before we do that. But we could potentially be sitting on the the the, the maybe the best nucleus crop of quarterbacks in if, a league for an extended period. Of if time. I if I said to both you guys, um, it's 2040, you know, by two thousand forty. I will take those five teams or those five guys in the AFC, and that's assuming they all stay in the AFC and with their teams. I take those five guys, and I say they will; those will be the guys in the Super Bowl every year, or you get the field. Which would you take? I get to just any other player cracks it. No, any any uh, yeah, any other quarterback. I think another quarterbacks. Quarter- huh? Those yeah. five quarterbacks yeah. in the field. They're yeah. not going to have all of them. AFC. They'll be like that's you're talking about seventeen years. From here until 40. Well, 38, 15. Okay, so. 50, in the next 15 years, yeah. there will be a quarterback from the AFC that's not named those guys, for that sure. That gets to the Super Bowl. For sure. Okay. Because here's what's going to happen. There's going to be in the next Trevor and Herbert. They're coming. It might be Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be C.J. Stroud. I don't know. They'll be, but no. Or or Lamar. They'll get it all together. Or yeah. a great team will ride yeah. a, an average quarterback. It'll it'll yeah. sync up at you some point. might be point. right. But I do think that, that, you know, on the other side of this, the NFC is a mess, Hick. Their two best marquee players are aging out and Brady and Rodgers. The, the the coaching situations are all, you know, goofy over there as well. Do you want to um, just verbally accost and attack someone? I see that's Mr. Schnabel, sir, from way yeah. back. This yeah. guy's got a lot of nerve. He's that's not called this radio show in how many years? Yeah. I think I would allow Mr. Schnabel, sir, on. Um, yeah. He's Harry Schnabel. You maybe you know his dad. He's he's from around here. He probably left a bad taste in your mouth when he left. An awful human. Yeah, and and this this guy. He sent me video last night of his of his little bulldog just chewing yeah, his gator good toy. For him. Yeah. Again, <laughs> and it's really and and here's why I don't want to do this right now. Yeah. Harry Schnabel sir is also a raging Jaguars fan. Why yeah. why can't we find? A meeting ground where together we can celebrate. I, he, he's I, an awful human. I pat the Georgia on the back, man. Job well done. We got a lot of catching up to do. I don't need to hear it any more different than that. So what do we think? I am not letting this guy, yes. who has never once called our show for any other reason. He is not. When, 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 you know, when you got married, Hick, did Schnabel Sir call and say congrats? Had a child. When my daughter. Yeah, yeah. when you had children. Did, was he, he ever around? Right. Anytime ever. Yeah. I don't know. Or, or now, after winning two in a row, forgotten? he's going to call and he's going to gloat. I think instead you pay play that uh, your your chorus for him is what you do. <laughs> I would, but that would infuriate all it the would. other Georgia yeah, fans. It would. The, I so, will yeah. allow him uh, uh, the floor just to see how he. Okay, and I'm going to let Mr. Schnabel, sir. Yeah. Who I love dearly. Yeah. He's a great young man. I like him. He's not so fine. young anymore. He's kind of well, old. old. He, he looked old from the get-go, yeah. so there's that. Yeah, he did. But he you, you can well. say you're going to allow whatever you want. Uh-huh. If at any point it irritates me, I'm going to hang up. Here you I, go. That's good. Go ahead. He's I mean, on the fair I, seriously, phone line. at the first, like, yeah. inkling, yeah. right? I'm salty today. Whatever. I, I like you building the pressure on Yeah, him. the first inkling of you uh-huh. are uh-huh. Uh-huh. irritating me. Yeah. What is that button next to the air button? It say? says drop, and That's Jeff what, has the board, so there's nothing correct. I can do. It's not E. It's not Dan. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. All right. Go Mr. ahead. Mr. Schnobble, sir. Hello, Mr. Schnobble, sir. 
about them dogs. That's fine. I'm not irritated. <laughs> Job well done. Pat on the back. Schnabel's a great fan. You know, he lived. You know, I talked earlier, Hick, about that. If we did used to punish that. If kid. you're a brand name, if you're Nebraska, if you're Texas, if you're Florida, FSU, my, you, this is why you don't give up. Yeah. Because Georgia was, you know, had to watch everyone else, and they Harry, wallowed Harry, for a long time. Did did I used to punish you mercilessly? <laughs> yeah. Year after year. Uh, you did, and actually, Jeff punished me even more. I, I, to this day, I still remember Jeff telling me that Georgia will never be good, yeah. that Florida will always beat us, and uh, that is ingrained in my mind. He's so, going to uh, say, Jeff? yeah, this is very smart. He waits until he said what he wants to say, yes. and then the pot shot will be the irritating drop. Button. I love it. Yeah, which is fine. Well played. Well, I, I, have, I have somebody else here. It's a younger dog fan. Can you say go dogs? Oh, there you go. Now you've irritated me by appealing to my sensibilities. I mean, get out of here, Mr. Schnabel. Thank you, Mr. Schnabel. Where's Schnabel in Atlanta? Yes. That good friend. Yeah, uh, Schnabel I saw also, his brother the Schnabel other Schnabel, a Braves fan? Uh, so I can, I can, you know, I can. <sighs> did, what's the deal with Korea, dude? Is he, is he, did he sign? I saw well, Carlos? No. Yeah. Are you going to lose that kid or no? It's us or the twins, I guess. The I twins are back. Yeah, the twins are back. What in the world is going on I with think, that? This uh, is Daniel Murphy undersold. This is bizarre. This yeah. is as bizarre as anything I've ever. It's, it's all recalled. about the it's all about the language of the contract <sighs> and how. But it always it must be for other deals. I've never seen this before, nor have you. Not this kind of backup. No, 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 no. For a star player. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, sure uh, it happens it's fascinating, and yeah. it's uh, and you got you know you got Boris in the mix. So yeah. you know as soon as there's some, you know, hanging up with he can be difficult with. The Mets, he moves on to the another team, and yeah. the rumors are flying. Now, last night, my man Carlos Baerga, who's been dead on, said he's going to be a Met. But there are others saying uh, the Twins are making a late-night push. So, we'll see. All right. get Joe Ewan here? Sure. He's wallowing Top like us. Morning, You're not on the drop line the with Joe Ewan, The difference you? in our wallow and Joe's wallow is Joe has these obnoxiously, like, unrealistic <laughs> optimism, whereas we're realists. That's fair. <laughs> no, nah, bro, I'm 2024. We're going to be 7-5 next year. 2024 right. is when yeah, okay. we're going to be All in right. the national that's, championship that's hunt. Georgia, I did um, say this. It hurts to watch your rival win. It does, but, I, again, I, Georgia's the poster child of, of – you don't give up. When you've got a brand-name traditional program, you are always capable of getting to these heights. It doesn't feel like it at times, True. but you are. Yeah. What's They're up? They're the kings of the hill, man. you got to give it to it. For uh, sure. The most, first of all, the Jags, right? Every, everybody's got pep in their step. It's just great when your team is in the hut like this, bro. It's great for It's everybody. amazing it's the difference, city, right? Man. Just It's amazing the difference. Everybody's from the apathy to, <laughs> I, you know, I'm getting hit every, every direction for tickets and, you know, for it's, Jag uh, talk. Yeah, it's but, awesome. Love it. Hey, as far as uh, the biggest play of this whole playoff season mm-hmm. is uh, Kirby with the home game in Atlanta, taping Ohio State's practices and knowing that fake punt was coming. That's the most underreported <laughs> story in the whole thing. Is that what happened? Well, I, I, I could very yeah, – don't listen. Don't throw me these internet conspiracies. I could very yeah, easily yeah. just that's hug, all I got. hug that one to death. I could squeeze the life out of that one. So. Thank you. Thank that's you. A, that's all I got. So you reporting that Georgia was taping the practices of Ohio State. I, I'm not going to report that. as Eight o'clock fun. hour coming up next. I'll give you a, a scenario that I heard being kicked about and see what every all the boys think as we uh, come back here on the drums. I have a not-so-easy question for you. And you want to dismiss questions like this as, I don't know, maybe not accurate. That is not accurate. But I'm going to need you to tell me 
who from the AFC and the NFC are going to be in the Super Bowl. But wait, there's more. Okay. In the AFC, you can't give me the Chiefs, Bengals, or Bills. Mm -hmm. And in the NFC, you can't give me the Eagles, Niners, or Vikings. And you say, well, wait. Well, wait. That excludes everything, except that it doesn't. Okay. Last year, guess who was playing this weekend on the road? The Bengals. And the Rams. And the Rams. Who went to Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady. Guess who was playing on the road this week two years ago? The Bucks. The Bucks. Who went to Washington as the sixth seed. Mm. I can go on and on because I have. We have a lot. Uh, so 2021, the Bucks won the Super Bowl as the sixth seed. Mm -hmm. In 2011, it was the Packers who won the Super Bowl as the sixth seed. The Ravens in 13 as a four. The, uh, the Rams in, in 2022 as a four. The 2012 Giants as a four. It, the, the 20, it, it's going to happen. Well, it's a lot more likely to happen than you think. Yeah. You go into this postseason with this established kind of hierarchy, sure. and it's hard to imagine a Super Bowl mm -hmm. where the Bills, the Chiefs, or the, or the Bengals aren't involved. Yeah. It is. It is. But recent history especially yeah. is not played out that way. It is played out with, uh, you know, fours and fives, and in some case, sixes being Super Bowl teams. So, if you had to take from Tampa Bay, Dallas, the New York Giants, or Seattle, you had to saddle up one of those teams. And is there a, a realistic Super Bowl team in that group? I think there might be. There's definitely much more of one on the NFC side of the AFC Yeah, Dallas, side. right? Yeah, I mean. Is that who it would be, Dallas, or or, or Tom and Tampa, you don't count out? Well, I wouldn't count them out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's they're going to do It's not the Seahawks, anything. I don't and think. And they're in an elimination game against each other. Seattle is not going to the Super Bowl. The winner of that game, though, is going to play Philadelphia. And, I, I yeah. mean, well, you saw Philly and Dallas. Now, granted, it was Gardner Misha. Dallas can play with Philly. Yes. I'm not picking them to win, but it right. wouldn't be the biggest upset ever. That's no, for sure. No. So, I mean, that the AFC, the difference is, again, is the quarterbacks. You're betting against three awesome quarterbacks. Yeah. And, honestly, if you, you – you, the winner of this game Saturday night would be the pick of the team that ha would have a chance. Correct. Miami has no chance. No. No chance. No. Not and, with their state. And Baltimore with no Baltimore, Lamar has no chance. And Baltimore whether No, no chance. They, they're, yeah. they're, no. No, no, no. And I don't know that they don't have Lamar. I'm yeah, just saying. It doesn't look good. No, the tone of Harbaugh yesterday yeah, didn't, didn't sound like, like he's playing. No, it was more like a salute to a guy that I really love more than, yeah, yeah. he'll be ready to go. That's yeah. what it kind of – well, we'll like. see. We'll see. He's, you know, again, I, maybe he gives it a go. Maybe he's not 100%. I don't know. I do know this. But Lamar ain't going to be running like Lamar normally runs, and that's a problem. It's fun to kind of try and hope for a correlation that is, is, is you know, at least feasible. Uh -huh. Okay, and that would be this. Now, granted, this ended up having one much uh, easier step than you would think considering the seeds. Mm -hmm. As we sat here last year at this time, there was a second-year quarterback or a third-year quarterback who had missed a year with injury in Cincinnati named Joe Burrow. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And and they had a home game against the Raiders that they barely won. Yeah. And then they had to go on the road and play the top seed in the AFC. Now, granted, that facing the top seed of Titans is not as difficult to challenge as what the Jags would face with top seed of Kansas City. Correct. And to your point, whoever – Herbert or Burrow is going to have to, I mean, Herbert or Lawrence have to beat each other. Then they're going to have to beat Mahomes. And then they're going to have to beat either Allen or Burrow. Yes. So that's a much tougher road overall as well. But Joe Burrow was able to do that last year all the way to the Super Bowl where they nearly won it all. And that's how it's going to be, by the way, every year for one of these five quarterbacks. So it'll be fascinating, as I said, going forward to uh, to watch it. So I heard this scenario presented, and I, I brought it up yesterday, and then I heard a couple national guys say it. And 
So okay, it sounds ludicrous at first glance, but if you think about it, does it make any sense whatsoever for the Chicago Bears to trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young? That got to be the worst take. Why? I don't no. like that take. You build around Justin. You don't know what yeah, Bryce is going to do. Fields is well, terrible. What if you think Bryce Young is going to be better? What if you think you know what Justin Fields is? Well, then I'm, if I know what Justin Fields is, I'm trading him. No. Nah. You think Justin Fields is good? He don't, he's, he's on a bad team. He's the best player on a bad team. I would not give up on Justin Fields yet. I'm not saying that. That's what you're saying. If you're well, trading, if you're trading I'm, you're asking, up on I'm asking you a question about, and you guys immediately poo-pooed it. If you trade Justin Fields for a first and a third, you reset the rookie contract with Bryce Young. I don't Justin think, Fields is going to year three. You got a couple of things. Uh-huh. Why would if you have one? And then you, you can that? spend money free agent wise because you're well under the cap, like the Jags did, and add four or five pieces: Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Brandon Sheriff. Well, if you put it like that, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. But I don't, I don't think I agree with it. I'm not. I don't agree with it either. Unless I think because here's the deal: you have the chance to get Bryce Young. If Bryce Young is going to be better than Justin Fields, then you should take Bryce Young. That's I, all I'm saying. I, I just, I don't, or C.J. Stroud for that matter. Yeah. Well, well, there's also this: if you have the number one pick, why are you making that deal? I mean, you got it's part of putting together a hypothetical deal is finding it would make sense for both people. Like if you're what do you want, mean? why if you have the number one pick, would you trade it for Justin Fields if you can take Bryce Young? If right. You, if he's oh, the you, better quarterback, just draft him and keep him. Just draft him. Why trade? Because for, you're getting another first round pick. And a third round pick for Justin Fields. Not not Chicago, the other team. Why would they trade for Justin Fields if they have the number one pick? They don't have the number one pick. Chicago does. You don't have the number one pick. Chicago has the number one uh, pick. You're saying oh, Chicago so you would trade out for of the a different fr- yeah. for a different pick. Yeah, you get an, another first round no, pick I somewhere. I, I, no, I've got. I've you think the New Orleans Saints might be interested, or Carolina might be interested in Justin Fields? I don't know. I think the league's. A I'm lot. not saying Justin. I think See, the league's like, a lot somebody, higher on Fields than I heard than, Tannenbaum. Than I had Tannenbaum put it this way. I think he goes. And again, when you say something like this, it sounds a little bit ludicrous. But his point was, he thinks Bryce Young will be an A player, and he thinks Justin Fields. Is a B player, B plus player. Well, and Bryce Young is an I player. Who knows? Right, exactly. Well, that's true. I think that the Bears. But you say, you, but when I you think say, you know is, what you have with Justin Fields. If that's what I'm going to have, that ain't good enough. The team is not good. All right? year long, disagree as we do. Mm-hmm. Just all year long till about early December. Mm-hmm. If you looked at the quarterback rankings, they all had Fields ahead of Lawrence. Yeah, but they we There's screamed it, but we ran it and raved about that. I know. And screamed and yelled and we said, "What are you thinking?" No, Eighty-five I, rating, Jeff. Seventeen touchdowns, eleven picks, twenty-two hundred passing yards, twenty-two hundred. Well, you have to in fifteen you, games. You have to. You have That's to, not good. In the meantime, you have to include what he does with his legs, which is incomparable. Like he, he ran for well, a thousand yards. Not comparable. It's very not, comparable. Not there's right a guy now. in Baltimore who does the exact well, same thing. No, there's a guy in Baltimore who's not playing this week because he's been hurt for the last six And so weeks. did this guy, by the way. Yeah. But he's still got how many hundred, how many thousand yards does he have? What's he have? Rushing. <laughs> he had, uh, like 1,100 yards? Yeah, 1,100 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's. Basically, it's 3,200 yards. He basically okay. had. Well, that's not here, 4,000. Here's what he did. He gave you Travis Etienne's rushing numbers and threw for 2,200 yards and 17 touchdowns. So you. Until he gets. until No, I think that he's a better passer than. The, potentially 
than just a running quarterback. And in the meantime, seven of twenty-one for seventy-five yards. He had one in his, of, in his last game. The, of the game year. against Detroit, he had yeah. the worst, like the second worst statistical game by yeah. like average play. These ever. are the numbers that he threw for last year. You ready? One twenty-one. I know. I'm 70, aware. I had this argument anti. One hundred six. I've argued anti Justin Fields for in the Trevor argument. Two games over two hundred yards. I'm not ready to. The Bears have the worst receivers in football. Thank you. And it's not it, even well, close. The giant, Giants of this and, and their offensive line sucks. Th- there you go. And their running backs were hurt most of the year. They're terrible, dude. Well, obviously they have the number one pick. Okay, I would say this. Well, when, this when, then, okay, when, wait. When, so what happened to NFL teams don't get good, they get good quarterbacks. Okay. What happened well, to that thing? I don't know. <laughs> ask Trevor. Ask Trevor in his 7-12 and 12 last year, whatever it was. Ask him. This wasn't his rookie year, okay, bro. Okay, doesn't matter. He's on a terrible a team. Year. If you're on a terrible team, your ceiling is way tamped down. Yeah. I'm not predicting that Justin Fields is great. Yeah. I'd pr- I am definitely saying that I don't know if he's good or bad yet. I don't. Winner Jeff. He's terrible. on a bad team, bro. Yeah. yeah. They really are bad. Yeah. Like, a lot of times he's the best player on the field. Even Montgomery's no good. No, the Bears are terrible. They have the number one pick. Uh-huh. They just yeah. They Chase Claypool. They, terrible. So they paid. They they traded. They came midway through the season. They, they traded the number thirty two pick the for that kid guy. Herbert was no good. No, no. And he was out good. all year. And you name it, all running backs. Yeah, so Herbert, like, we, Her, <laughs> Herbert didn't play all year either, by the way. He got hurt Paul Komet, no good? I saw him make some unbelievable catches. Okay. I mean, they got to – they have the first pick of the draft. They can't be any good. It'd be like arguing yeah. the Jags were good last year at 3-14. and 14. No, I'm they sure Tim Tebow made unbelievable catches in, in, in the preseason. I don't think that it's um, – no, he didn't. I don't. I don't. I think it's way too early. I wouldn't give up Justin Fields for an incoming quarterback. I just throw it out there. I'm not saying it's dumb. No, I'm just, just saying I wouldn't. And and, if, and by the Should way, should it be discussed if you're the Chicago Bears? I don't Bears. think so. You have enough other things to worry about. I'm oh, not yeah. giving up on my quarterback that I just took. You know, last two years. Year. Oh yeah, you two years in. It definitely yeah. could be discussed. Yeah. It all depends on what you're going to get. Yeah. But just for the first and the third, probably not. All right. You're uh, again the only the only thing that will make you look a, a bit foolish is if if he if Bryce, Bryce Young, Young turns out to be the dude. Stud, right. Right? And Justin Fields does not turn out to be but the dude. But the I, argument to that is if he turns out to be a dud and Justin Fields is that guy. I think if Justin Fields played for the Chargers mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert played for the Bears, mm-hmm. then we'd say, should you trade Justin Herbert for Bryce Young? Hmm, interesting. I mean, I, I just... I don't know that we always say these things. I mean... Justin Fields they added don't come to the, along though. I guess Justin Fields to me, in a way, Justin Fields, as we said, is a lot bigger than Bryce Young, thicker oh, yeah. and oh, bigger, hundred yeah. percent. Different I, quarterbacks. Bryce Young ain't running for eleven hundred forty yards no. ever. I, I don't. But I, I think he's I, a hell of a lot I, I more gotta, accurate than I, Justin and, Fields. And by the way, if you're the Bears, you're you're already colossally screwing it up, and you're screwing it up even further because now we're going to year three, and we have to have this conversation. You have to ask that question. That's on the Bears for not surrounding him with with any any leadership, any direction, the wrong coaching. He doesn't have anything. That coach, by the way, that Eberflus ended up being a real clown. <laughs> How come? Because he won three games for number one. Uh-huh. Secondly, I don't know, I saw him the other day ranting and raving about God knows what. <laughs> I said that back in training camp and, and preseason, and Taylor Dow uh, eviscerated well, me. Well, oh well. <laughs> She called me names. Yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, again, I don't, that's an awfully big move, man. You better be, you know, you say what happens at Bryce Young. Yeah. What What if you trade, you know, what if you trade Justin Fields to? Yeah. Carolina. Right. Yeah. 
and he turns out to be great. Great, right. right. You're an idiot. Do you think? Okay, let me let me. I'll, I'll wrap it up this way because yeah. I I don't disagree. I just heard yeah. it and I thought it was. Would kind you? Of re- I'll just ask you flat out without yeah. all the subjectives and the. What I think if. Bryce Young will be a better quarterback than Justin so, Fields. Yes, so, I do so, in the NFL. So you, would, I do. So you would take Bryce Young over Justin Fields yes. right now, sight unseen. Yes, I would. I would. Okay. Yeah. How about you? E. Right now, no, I wouldn't. No. Okay. Okay. Is that because you haven't seen him yet and you're not sure? Yeah, or? I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Like, I would think about it. Okay. I mean, I just don't think it's as far-fetched and crazy as well, people make the it one, out to the, be. The, the, the part that matters is you're not just trading, and in fairness, we're so concentrating on those two quarterbacks. But to the point for that to be real, that's not the trade. You're also getting another top five or ten NFL draft pick that you can pair with a quarterback, but... You could keep the quarterback and add the number one pick. If what you want. I like about Bryce Young. Yeah, how about this? You trade him anyway, but you, you you trade the pick, but you don't trade Fields. You still get that return. Oh sure, you can do that. You can trade the pick anyway. Somebody's going to trade up to get Bryce Young. I would suspect. I think Bryce Young is ahead of C.J. Stroud. I don't think it's that debatable. Now, again, much like Trevor Lawrence was the unquestioned number one, and during the draft process, we had to hear about Zach Wilson and all these other guys, Justin Fields, and. I just think this. In the end, what do you think Justin Fields will be? Can you win a Super Bowl with Justin say, Fields? I will say this. The Bears are ruining him. and every So every season, every game, every season where they don't make him better, mm-hmm. that's on the Bears. So well, I, It's not all yeah, on the Bears. I do. I believe it is. It's on the quarterback, too. No, it's not. It's 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 on it's on the Bears. I don't think not, those guys are as bad as you make them out to be. They I think won the three games. Well, no, 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 no. I think the talent. Uh, maybe it's the coach. I don't know, but I think that the talent is not. Well, you go find me any measurable that makes you think that they're terrible. I mean, I think Chase Claypool. I think the kid from Tennessee is a good receiver. I, I, I think the tight end is good. You I, understand what Chase Claypool did when he came to the Bears, well, right? Why? Nothing. Why? Because because the quarterback is seven to twenty one. You know that Chase maybe Clay, he ain't maybe at, he ain't getting him the open ball. I, I, I will say this: after that four game stretch where everyone said, "Wow, we should have taken Chase Claypool," he's done nothing in the league. He did nothing for the Steelers. To, after that, that's why they traded oh, yeah. him. That was a good move. Yeah, they wanted they wanted us to trade for him. Right. You know, it was funny last night we were doing the TV show, and the place was packed. Right, and so uh, we brought up Trent Balky. And I just kind of whipped around. And I said, y'all think Trent Balky's doing a good job now? And I was just curious, you know, and it was sort of lukewarm. It's like, mm. it's like we're still hesitant to give Balky credit. And, you know, he deserves credit, too. I mean, he's done. He's, I, again, I don't, I'll, I'm not sure I'll ever agree with the first pick. He agrees with me on that. I think you agree with us on that, too. Nine and a half sacks to three and a half sacks, three interceptions you to one interception. I, agree? I would have never, I would have taken Hutchinson all along. It doesn't mean it's going to be right, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 100% I, mean, I agree. Yeah. We'd have a nine and a half sack guy going this weekend. Yeah. That matters. Like to borrow Aiden Hutchinson for this weekend. And, three picks. Yeah. What would three picks be on this team right now? Behind Tyson Campbell? Our guy has two, doesn't he? No, I think we have, have one. Lloyd has a, a, a he yeah, has a few. I think okay. Lloyd yeah. has at least three. I think, I think, who's, I think, who's our Trayvon big show? Have two or who's our big one? show Joe this year? I guess it would be Lloyd. Yeah. By the way, did you look at the um, the Friday Five Pack rule book? Chicago's leading receiver Darnell Mooney caught forty balls. I understand. Like less than Marvin but Jones. I understand. And again, that may have something to do with the quarterback too. Go, you know. And 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 
They need to sign a receiver. They need to get a Christian Kirk and type I'm, receiver I'm and draft all, one it, too. You know, Montgomery ran for 800 yards. He's just a either him the, and Herbert were not not the, bad the line, running backs. Not this year though. Yeah. Well, they Herbert had bad offensive line. Herbert didn't. That's what I'm saying. That and and that also plays into anything that's that going does on. play into it. By the way, three interceptions would be tied for first on this team. Devin Lloyd. <laughs> no, no, we have three. Tyson had three, didn't he? Cisco, oh. Rayshon, Tyson, and Devin Lloyd. All, they all had three. have three. That's good. Devin Lloyd's just been AWOL, though, right? I mean, I haven't seen him in – yeah, that we flashed a little yeah, bit like three games ago. Did uh, did you look at the Friday five-pack rule book? I'm just asking you this question. What's wrong? Huh? Because we have a, a golden sombrero? Subset seven, uh, the loser must spin the wheel. The person who had the worst winning percentage must spin the wheel. Right, that's <laughs> you. Comma, subset seven, however, okay. if someone does go – Oh, and five, and embarrasses the the brand integrity of the brand. Yeah, he he therefore shall replace person who has worse winning percentage. All right, well, well, Can I get a vote on that? I will say. Did this. you see that rule? I will say this. <laughs> I didn't go zero and five, so you can only be talking about one other person. One other person. I, I doubt you're begging for your own punch in the face. So if Cat went zero and five, yes. then, then yeah, he should spin the wheel. Okay, that's all I wanted to clarify. We'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, First day of class yesterday and some interesting observations. Oh, do we Chip is here. the lead. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I didn't see. I was there. We had a great crowd, too, by the way, on the campus. It would have been perfect. It would have been great. Oh, it would have been really good. But we'll talk about that when we come back. The champ is here. The champ is here. That's what I was the looking for. Walking through this. The Beautiful the campus. Champ is here. Swoop Nation yesterday. The champ Opening day for the kids. Made my way through these tables of get involved in this and get involved in that. Lots of the kids doing their thing as I made my way to the classroom, but I made a mistake. And this is what happens when you are me and you're just an adjunct professor. That brings respect, by the way. Adjunct professor. You plead to have emeritus status, but I, I tell I you. I plead for it. I have not received it yet. But we opened up, our, I think, our fourth campaign of teaching to a full classroom. Full classroom. But here's what happened, Pro. So I go in to my, I, I, I go into my usual building. I go to my room, and I go a couple minutes early because I want to reacclimate. I think that's important as an adjunct professor. You want to be prepared. I have my lesson plan for the first day. Nice. Okay. We dive right into work. All right. Mm-hmm. My class. So I head on in there and uh, go in and there's a couple ladies in my spot up front. And there, then I look to my right and there's a class in there. Oh, no. Well, I walk on in there and I say, <clears throat> what time does this class go to? And the lady goes, hey, Dan. <laughs> and I go, hey, how are you? Fine. She goes, this is, and I forget what she said, it's some sort of education class or something. She goes, we go to 4.15. I go, 4.15? What time are you supposed to start? 3 o'clock. I go, well, this must not be my classroom this year. <laughs> oh, you just went to what you thought would be the same one? Yeah. It was the same one the other two or three times? Yeah. How many of these classes have you taught now? Is this the fourth? My fourth campaign, as I said. Oh, well, did they move you to a big auditorium, or what well, happened here? So I roll out. Now, what do you do? How do you begin to find where you're supposed to be? Well, that's... This is where being an adjunct professor and being a man of it, higher academic learning is able to sort through this and figure this out. You're terrible. Quickly, on, on, on my feet, mm-hmm. I immediately look at a, a young lady, young uh, a student, and said, are you taking the sports class? And she says, yes, I am. I said, 
Do you know what room it's in? She probably thinks, man, that guy's old to be a student. That's what she's thinking, E.T. So she goes. Did so she, she recognize you as the professor? I think so. So she dives into her little phone and gives me a number. It's uh, like 2170 or whatever. And I go, you know where that is? And she goes, it's down over here. So I make my way down the hall, turn right, and there's a classroom. So I jump in that one. Okay. Is it not the right one? No. So now I think I'm in the right class. So all the kids come flowing in. Nice. How many we got this year? I think we're over 30. Is this the high high mark so yes. far? I think there's a waiting list. At some point, do you not go in and ask for a little more scratch? Probably. Yeah. Maybe next time. I think, I mean, what what takes you from being the adjunct to just being a full-fledged professor of media studies? It's a great question. You know, because then... I that, think I would need some sort of... Degree? I don't think so. Some sort of... Emer- that's where the emeritus certificate. comes in. Or, yeah, if you give me emeritus, you, then I me. Get... You've, hard, you've hard knocked this industry for 35 years. That's what they, I told them. They tell you you need two years of classes for that? Come I don't on. need that. I've lived it. Doctorate my guy up over there. Yeah. So Just pay him like you like, you know, what he's worth. Yeah. I thought I was Natalie attired yesterday because I was going to do the television show. So normally would you wear like for real? Maybe that maybe that's speaking to the salary structure. I'm not afraid. So and today has on shorts. Shorts and a hoodie. And a hoodie. And a hat. And a hat. All so, different shades of gray. Here's the thing. I'm not afraid. Jeff, I'm not afraid to um, do my thing. Okay. So I get in there. What does that mean? <laughs> and, and here's the situation. This is the unfortunate second part of the unfortunate situation oh, no. of the class. That's too bad. I mean, day one, we've got two unfortunalities. Well, I go to the computer, and it's a different setup. Than you used to have. And I need to get the screen up. Didn't you so have can... an overhead projector one time? I do. I have the whole power. I got the whole they thing. They still have overhead projectors. It's not a projector. It's a... It's a it's a computer, and you call up the computer, and you put it on the screen. It projects onto the screen. Yeah, but unfortunately. So it's like a projector. Yeah. yeah. But not like the old day. When we were kids, with acetate. A big, yeah, big glass thing. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. on oh, it. Oh, no, we had those, too. Yeah. yeah. We had that. <laughs> so, Archaic. So the damn situation is I couldn't get it working, wow. of course. And so. Mild, mild profanity there. Yeah, so first day of class, though, is always a get to know each other. So I ask the kids a lot of questions okay, and tell just, them what the outline of the, what the uh, class is going to be. Did you and, get up and practice the Chiefs huddle? We did that, not do the ring around. That would have been an interesting that way to end cool. class, yeah, right? Yeah. Just yeah. all right, guys. Everyone gather in in circles of ten. The quarters are tight, and uh, but a lot of Jacksonville representation. Any smart Alex, kids anybody? From... Anybody that's caught your eyes and ne'er do well? No, not, not yet. At this point, not yet. And uh, he'll, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. He'll tell me the real story off the air. <laughs> no, there's not. And there's some. Have you had any issues with anyone along ha- the way? We have a swimmer in there. A UNF swimmer. We have a tennis player in there. You don't have tennis player? We have a soccer player in there. You don't have soccer player in there. I've never had, Are these though, boys or girls? I've, all females. Nice. I've never had... Are you like the Studley professor or something? I don't or? think so. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I would say no. Okay. I've never you had, You often though, call yourself George Clooney. I imagine if... if I do. And if... Well, <laughs> and I'm just true. saying, if... Sort if, of a lookalike, a knockoff, if I, you will. I eat. think if Clooney taught a class at UNF, it'd be big news, you know? I think there'd be yeah. a lot of stir around it, so, I mean, I'm just trying to... Trying to do some, you know. I thought I was. I thought I had things a, together. Yeah, that's fair. And I thought I was tremendous in that respect yesterday. I like when a guy says I thought I was tremendous. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So I kind of outlined it, and then I sent them on their way. And uh, we had no a good, syllabus though, no syllabi. Well, it's on the canvas, so they can go to that. What is canvas? All that, something you put on your. Uh, it's on the internet. Online? It's, it's a on, website. It's very, it's yeah. very interesting, and and it's a I little mean, intimidating for do me. Do you update the canvas? Yeah, he's no good at that. I get BWR to do that. Yeah, Teamwork made the dream work. Yes, she basically teaching the class. Then is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. 
Because I don't have a TA this semester, and oh, that's no. a little frustrating as well. Huh. Have you had them in the past? I had one last now, semester. Why would they she ha- was terrific. Why would you have a bigger class size, yet they t- it sounds to me like they're trying to grind you into the... No, I think the kids know the jig is up on the class. It's easy. Hey, man, you guys want an A? Take this In fact, class. these this group of, of they students... they just outright state it? We expect an A? Well, here's what I tell them, too. I say, and I, I try to help them out, man. Look, I sure know you do. these guys got a lot of pressures in their life. They're trying to graduate. They're doing their thing. Yeah. So I tell him, I tell him, hey, look, hey, look, you know, this is the book I teach out of. Okay. I said, but you don't need to get the book. Save him some shekels. I mean, what, what, is there a textbook that you use? I have a textbook. Oh, who wrote it? (laughs) Huh? Who was it? I mean, I don't know who wrote it. What is it on? It's on modern media. Sports communication. Sports communication. Well, here's an idea to make money, dummy. Uh Uh-huh. Write one of those things. Oh, that's too hard. It's a thick book. I'm not getting (laughs) it. Write your own. Yeah, you do your own. It'll be too short. Do you agree with the concepts as they're presented to you by said book? There are a lot of facts in the book. That's oh, what I like. I like okay. to pull the facts out oh, of the book. They just plagiarize those. But my point was that the, ki- the game. My point was that a lot of the kids had already bought the book. Wow. Did I said, you- can you return the book? They said, yes. I said, okay, good. Go get your cash? Go get your cash back. Why Why do you not want them to have the book? I don't have to have the book, man. I'm not because I'm not going to go mean? open the book to page 27. Why I just not? pull That's things out of the book. moment. No. I don't do. That's not how you roll. You're different. I'm different. You wear Birkenstocks and. Grow a ponytail. I'd not to like to say easy. It's different, E. Different. Yeah. I like the different. It's not easy. It's different. It's more in line with the participation era of society. You come, you participate, you're going to pass. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I don't like that phrase that you just used there. That <laughs> sort of annoyed me. Is there room for an I don't ad- like you saying, here's, you're, you know, you're, here's, you're implying <laughs> that everybody gets a participation here's trophy and they're do. soft in there. Here's what I want you to do. This That's sati- not the case. This would satisfy my carnal urge for uh-huh. competition. Mm-hmm. I want you to each year establish when it starts. <laughs> put them on a power ranking. Power rank these. The kids? It, yes. From it, 1 to 30? 1 to 30. And you oh. list it every week. Who's going to be the most? What, what's the power ranking of? Like, what's the determining factor? How, how good they are. The power rank. Who's the most valuable student in this class? You get kind of hectic. And who's doing nothing at 30? You know, that's life. You teach the kids a little bit about life. Yeah. You're going to be slotted and ranked. Do what you can to rise. By If you do that too, by the way, mm-hmm. a lot of presents, I bet. I bet you get a lot of presents. Oh, for sure. I'm not, I don't yeah. need presents from the kids. Says the guy who, like. <laughs> Only from my kids. Like, like, legally divorces his children if they don't buy him, a, like, a new car or. Got a driver for Christmas. All right, how about this? Yeah. I see your point. It's not fair to put, you know, some poor shy kid at 30 when yeah. he's, he's doing fine. How about just name a valedictorian every day? Today's valedictorian is, you know, Marsha here. She was well, actually you know, paying attention. One of the things that we do, do is something, you know, spice we, this thing up for us. Well, we do spice. When we take attendance, we always have a question of the day. Okay. And that's always fun. You so give them a prize if they get it or anything? You should start taking in some, some swag. I mean, you do this already? Listen, you. Don't Monday morning quarterback my class. <laughs> All right, I'm a hell of a teacher. Uh, well, I believe the you. reviews are in. I believe you. Is there is there room for a, a, an adjunct TA? Yes. He said, yeah. Would you like to be that? I, 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 They're not going to pay you anything, though. Uh, the money, the, the, the trickle-down effect of the cash yeah. money is not big uh, over there. Uh, uh, Teaching is a, all, is a labor of love. It's all about the kids, though. It's all about the kids. That's why I teach. I teach because I love it, Jeff. I love the kids. I, I try to impart my wisdom on yeah, them. Yeah, love the kids, man. It's mm. what we do. Labor of love. Mentor is how you're positioned now at this stage. We got a couple ne'er do wells in here. You do? Are they ne'er do wells? I mean, we're we visiting with today in the locker These are my guys. Board. These are a couple of my guys. Who are they? Where are you bringing them in from? This Who we is got? Episcopal Hoops. Okay. Episcopal yeah. Hoops. Tough questions, though. Oh, really? I grew. I, oh. I know these guys since they were like five years old. I got gotcha. you. Did one yeah. of them beat up on Denny on the, um, on the Guggen Hoops? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he an- uh, annihilated yeah. him. Who was it? Denny Thompson? Yeah. KJ 
smoked him today. Yeah. He, he beat we him. need a hoop here, bad. right? We're still right. no no movement on that. Remember when I told you? Do you bet any of your students tw- this year? Because yes, I do. Bet. I make money off them. <laughs> have you? Have you? We had, didn't have a bet yesterday though. But because usually right out of the gates, there's some bets flying. I mean, no, you can't find a Chargers fan. That's a good lesson, by the way. You shouldn't bet. And so I How am I going to teach money. you that? By encouraging you to. No, I take their money and they learn the hard yeah. way. Did you learn Call the hard the way with the Rose. Chiefs and the Vikings? No. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm a degenerate. As a story there, way back when. Do you remember, you when, a quarter to do you remember when I told you that this guy was like the best little five-year-old baseball player? Yeah. Well, that's him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I and get the other guy, he was, he was good in baseball. He was a great in baseball. So he said, I'm playing basketball. Oh, let's get Charlton K in here. you think? We got time. All right. Well. He probably has something to add. Hello, Charlton K. On the fair and fair phone line. Good morning, sir. Mr. Ten, are you there? He got he got so bored and tired. Yeah. Put us on hold. Good morning. Oh, oh you almost he got dropped. He was across the kitchen right, making well, coffee. I mean, what's, what's happening? happening? I kept hearing the system click off and on. I got <laughs> I got a couple quick things. Yes. Number sir. one, we we got a serious issue out here with one Guggen that may be on the edge of suicide. Oh so no, we, we need to check on it. Oh. That would be Kentucky Jeff after Saturday. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kentucky Jeff, we need to put an ankle monitor on him. Make sure yeah. Kentucky Jeff is over it. Calipari. Yeah. And so is Slim. Yep. Those boys want Calipari to take the buyout and leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a big buyout. Somebody's <laughs> gonna a, put up about well, he's got a lifetime contract. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Here, uh, so the second thing, here's my top, uh, top four for the college football final poll. Georgia one, Tennessee two, Alabama three, get, get Ohio State four. Get him out! I, yeah. I mean, yeah. this never it. ends. Go ball! Oh, get him out of here! This is ridiculous. You know, we said that Georgia's win last that? night, that fifty-eight point win, was the biggest in bowl history. You know what the second biggest is? What LSU over Purdue? Yeah, I know. Way Both this year. Way to go, Littleton. Way to show up. <sighs> All right, uh, Lock and Law High School Report next. Right oh, by the, the way, day. I've got news yeah. on the text line. Is on my lifetime enclosure. What do you got? The Mangler. Yeah, has texted in, volunteering to be your TA. Then you got some muscle too. Ooh. I'd love just, to have the Mangler come think, in. Just think about it. Yeah, he may be a guest speaker at once. It's a Catlin Truck, truck Accessories Tuesday. A home run! Touchdown! A monster jam! Good! They make the plays on and off the field. Now get ready for the Lockett Law High School Report. Brought to you by Lockett Law. Know before you blow. <laughs> we're talking hoops. We're talking Episcopal hoops. We got a couple of uh, uh, oldies but goodies. They're young guys. Uh, Ken Jackson and Baza Miller are here and the Episcopal basketball team. Men, uh, talk into the mics. How we doing? KJ, what's up? What's up? You doing all right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Baza, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Uh, Baza, you're the senior. Tell me about your basketball team this year. Tell me about Episcopal. Uh, well, we lost 10 seniors this year. We had a wow. lot of new guys coming in, but I think... From June to now, we've made like a lot of a lot of big strides. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident in what we're looking at in January right now. Okay, so a team that's on the upswing, KJ, for sure. Yeah, yeah I think we're definitely on our way up. Yeah. Yes. Now, what's our record so far? Uh, ten and five. Okay, so mm-hmm. you played a lot. Yeah, we've yes, played sir. a lot of games. Yeah. What was the? Uh, what's the? Uh, did you play tournaments? Any tournaments? We lost. The, yeah, we did. We played one, and then the other one was just kind of just. Two games, and uh-huh. then uh, so we played a Windermere prep, and uh, we beat probably a, a we beat a good, really good team, and mm-hmm. then the best team in the tournament. Yeah, probably yeah. the best team in the tournament. Oh, you knocked them out. Yeah, yeah, we knocked. Who them was out. that? That was uh, North Broward North prep. prep. Okay, and then we lost to a team we should have beaten that we were kind oh, of better than sports. Yeah. 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 yeah, dang those sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
KJ, we've talked about him on the radio at times. We, I tell you, he was the best little five-year-old baseball player that I'd ever seen. He was a, a, a terrific, a terrific player. But you, your love is basketball. For sure. What, when did yeah. you decide on on making the? I'm just going to be a basketball player. Um, I, I, I like, I would go back and forth, like, like just like the natural thing that all kids do, like go back and forth. But then, like the permanent one, like. 13 was whenever I like officially like said in like mm-hmm. didn't go back to it mm-hmm. like because I said it before and then went back to it obviously because I liked it a lot mm-hmm. but then at 13 I just never went back to it I just love basketball and Basil when did you decide that it was going to be because you play baseball as a young kid but then when did you decide basketball was your sport yeah I decided pretty early probably like fourth or fifth grade uh-huh. I just thought that you know it was it was more fun than baseball I thought there's like a lot of standing around yeah in baseball yeah and I, I like to get up and down the court yeah I think it's just more enjoyable kids always love basketball little especially, I did. it was yeah. my favorite yeah I, just I, mean, I probably should have loved baseball more but I yeah. always love basketball more Beza, is there a better uh shooter in in the city than KJ I don't think there's a better shooter in the state yeah being honest okay no. okay that I helps I saw your you've <laughs> you played one time when the boys were like I don't know, gosh, they were probably like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. We played a game at Tommy's place at St. Paul's, and KJ was on this team. And it wasn't KJ's usually on the great teams, but his dad would put him on other teams, so he'd like help other kids. And so it was my son and the Richie boys, and and so we had a decent team. And we, I mean, this kid would not miss a three, dude. Oh, I and, remember that. Do you remember? I, that? You were I like, like how like, eight or nine on maybe? the other yeah. team. Yeah, he was on the other team, and I mean. We tried it. We'd come. He'd pull up and hit threes. Okay, well let's let's lengthen the defense. And he'd take a step back. I mean, he's a little kid. He's just launching these threes and swish. I, he probably had. It was like, it was like fifty-one to forty-eight. And I swear, KJ had like forty of the forty-eight. That was the most points I've ever scored. I had forty. I had forty-four. <laughs> yeah, he remembers. That's awesome. He remembers. He remembers. And and and. Uh, uh, Basil, what are the expectations now as you look forward, as you go into into January here in the high school basketball season for your Episcopal Eagles? I mean, I think we have a pretty good chance at, at winning out if we just stay focused one mm-hmm. game at a time. We got uh, two pretty hard games coming up in Tallahassee. We're playing okay. McClay. It's a regional game. I think if we just, you know, get over that little hump right there, mm-hmm. you know, we can we can do pretty well the rest of the season. Who are the who's in your district? Who's your district guys? Providence and then Oh, you got a Providence in there. It's, yeah. And then it's three other teams. Yeah. Like, so you had Snyder. one crack at Providence, it didn't go well, but you yeah. got to figure out a way to beat them. Last year you took them down to the wire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and it's it's they're great battles and and but they're the they're the big they're the king they're of the, the block, so to speak, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but they can be beat. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, you got to have a hot shooting night. You got to sure. drive to the hoop more. Oh yeah. That's what I would say. I mean, they got a coach right over there, Chief. I know. I, he, know <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows that. So I, they're taking anything. He understands taking, that yeah. I know the game. Adjunct, okay. Adjunct coach. Yeah. Adjunct. adjunct. I'm an adjunct coach as well. Correct. Right. Um, Maddie Driscoll bringing you in after class too. Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, KJ, you've already decided on where you're going to college. Where are we so. going? I'm going to Mercer. Mercer, okay. yeah, Macon, Macon, Georgia. Yeah, yes, sir. yeah. Okay. Had okay. had had. Are they a Sun still? Are they still open? The, no, they're not. No, they're the SoCon. Okay. Yeah. So tell people why you chose Mercer. You had he he was uh, they had offers locally, but he want I think he wanted to leave home probably and get a little independent. He has to get away from his dad. Yeah. You know. You know. I know the feeling. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just you got to give him some space. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's been long yeah. enough. <laughs> no, no, tell why Mercer. I just I just love the connection with the coach that I made so quickly and uh-huh. then just the way they play they play like me mm-hmm. the I mean the stuff they were telling me I mean I just they believe in me and stuff like that 
I like also like the location. Like I had a few, I had an offer from a place in Orlando, mm-hmm. and then so I didn't really. I mean, I just like I just like the location of Macon. Yeah. Now, uh, who's the coach there? Uh, Greg Gary. Greg Gary. Yeah. Oh. He's like a Midwest guy, right? He's a Midwest. He's a he 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 was an assistant coach at Purdue when Carson Edwards was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and stuff like and uh, they went to the no the Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And, uh, they lost to uh, like Texas Tech, maybe or one of those Virginia. Virginia, one of yeah. the teams that was in the final. Yeah, yeah. They lost. They were up, and then they they hit like a buzzer beater and yeah, put yeah. in overtime and beat them. Yeah. I but like they they and then like the part of their coaching staff was like a bunch of like Purdue guys, so right? Or, play, or like like played there, so mm-hmm. like. It's, gotcha. just, it's a good coaching stuff. And Bays is nothing like his father. He's a very intelligent young man. <laughs> so what are your plans as your senior year? You, you're going to play college basketball somewhere. You're looking around? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I've been taking it kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at all my options. Yeah. I'm trying to go somewhere high academic. Yeah. Just because I know, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm going to have to stop playing basketball at some point. So mm-hmm. I just want to set myself up for the future. That's yeah. a man with a plan right there. there yeah. Go. Yeah. He's, 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 he's got it all together. And so KJ got a good plan too. Huh? KJ got a good KJ's plan. KJ's plan's too. okay. Yeah. Um, uh, what, so Providence is the, is the, is the king of the, of the district. Um, who else is in your district? Snyder. You guys, Snyder. Oh, yeah. We ask him this, no. just other guys, other guys. Yeah. It comes down to you and Providence. Three other teams. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Is that what we got? That's what it sounded like. Okay. Yeah. That was my reporter's instincts. All right. Give a shout out to your, uh, what's your favorite class, Baza? It was just like, Baldwin, Baldwin. Over Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> we got to play him. credit. Uh, God, I hope you? no one's listening to this. <laughs> my guys don't even know who's in the district. Baza, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your favorite class at Episcopal High School? Uh, shout out to your teacher. Beating your Baldwin team. by us. <laughs> I'm taking a class this year uh-huh. called... Uh, European history. Uh-huh. I've enjoyed a lot. Okay. Shout out to Miss Duguid, the best teacher. Okay. Is okay. her name really Duguid? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, she. I wish right. I had a name like that. KJ, how about you? Um, I don't know. This is, I don't, gym. <laughs> gym I don't know. class. Gym class. I'm not, uh, I'm not a, I like all my classes. Yeah. Yeah. History of Macon. You know, before, Macon we, history. before we let you go, yeah. I, I, I want, uh, KJ, you said you remember it uh, distinctly. Tell the story of when you guys were little kids. And and Brooks hit uh, Beza's dad in the hoo-hoos with a baseball. <laughs> Can you tell that story real quick? I just remember being at the Brooks field. Brooks's dad's a yes. kid, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Most I just re- know that. I just remember <laughs> being in the dugout. I mean, just just heckling Mr. Miller like always, and then uh-huh. and just him getting one. He had to. Come, he, the game was stopped for like mm-hmm. t- five or ten minutes, and he was just like he was down. Right, he was down. Yeah. He was literally yeah. down. He was on the floor. Yeah, I remember. It. I don't know. It's just you know. Again, you, what? you know how we'll talk about this like in the media scrum, an athlete or a coach will cut on the media, and we'll all laugh at him. It's yeah. like, why do we do that? And it's the same thing as men. I mean, why do we laugh when someone takes it right in the junk? It's the worst. We all know. E, why do we laugh at we that? We just laugh. I don't laugh at that. You That's won't a laugh. No. laugh. That's not funny. Uh, yeah. No. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna remember this moment. Okay. Because I'm going to pull up a video at some point in E.T.'s fabulous career with us here, and I'm going to show it to him. And he's going to giggle. And he's going to giggle. He'll giggle. Oh, yeah. Sh- yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that, too. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys coming by. Uh, KJ, <laughs> Kent Jackson, what are we averaging this year? Do we know? Uh, Like 18. 18. Beza, what, how are we doing? I'm not sure. Probably around like 14. He's averaging like 15. 14, okay. 15. You dishing out? You getting some assists? Yes, sir. Yeah. I had uh, 10. Probably like eight of them were to KJ last night. Okay, good. Went off. You had 10 assists last night? Yeah. KJ, what what? Duganella Amy, by the way, uh, shouts out Mrs. Dugood. Oh, okay. School with her. Yeah, all right, so, all right. Yeah. Shout out to Mrs. Dugood yeah. then. KJ, you continue to do well in recess. That's okay. important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, fellas. Kent Jackson, Basil Miller, Episcopal High School. Good luck the rest of the way. Have a great uh, rest of your basketball season. Enjoy your senior year. Keep working in your junior year, and we'll catch up with you guys uh, next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, there they go. That's a lock of law. High school report. No, before you blow, we're back with the 9 o'clock e- nasty. E.T., before we do, i got a speed trap alert. Let's get, get it in play before we go to break, because if it's out there, you let us know, and uh, we'll keep a little cash in your pocket right now. Speed trap, Kernan and Beach. Also, JTP West at uh, 295. The drill speed trap alert is always brought to you by Catlin Truck Accessories. Back with more that. All right, I was talking to Kentucky Jeff about this the other day, and oh, no. I, I meant to ask the kids this question, but I'll ask you, and they're not okay. here. They're gone. And But it's talk, it, it, concerning college basketball. All right. I've watched Florida play a bunch this year, and they cannot shoot to save their lives. They stink at shooting the three ball. And not a good KJ, era in like, basketball to like be there. Like, KJ one. is a kid. Like, he's Episcopal. He's going to Mercer. It's awesome. But I don't understand why there's not a place for a kid like that on a big-time program who are. can just just flat-out shoot. Yeah, I don't know why these Some of them teams are more than others. refuse to get shooters. If you have four guys who can move the ball and a point guard who can penetrate, I'm sitting my, my shooter on the wing, and I'm having them knock down four or five threes a game. Height, man. I know it's height, that's, but, that's I, but the they thing. don't play. You'll get an open shot is my point. I mean, if you're shooting, uh, how tall is KJ? He's like 6'2". He's not man, tall. The, yeah, those, I think. You know, he might be. I don't know how tall he is. I no, should, you, you, he's not 6'5". You put like a 6'4", 6'5", guy on him. Who could, yeah, but they who don't bunny. stay. Uh, listen, you, you watch basketball. Yeah, they leave him. You're they leave. About, just they sag him out on in. The, yeah. I'm just sitting out on the wing no, yeah. and Nobody, running back and they'll forth. Get back, but you know basketball. You know, yeah. rotate. They know the game. Help side defense. There's gonna, a lot of guys. Gonna, gonna I know, but I've watched. T- I'd rather have this kid shooting balls for 20 minutes a game in the game where I need to get as opposed to watching you know the kid I brought in who we're going to teach to shoot or he's a right. tremendous athlete what was the kid's name at Florida who was unbelievable flip himself Scotty Lewis yeah yeah couldn't play basketball uh-huh. right where is he no. now is he in the NBA no no he he, <laughs> he left he, early yeah he he what got G a G league is what he, he almost did. made I think he even had some call but the yeah. nets maybe I don't yeah. even remember who he was with I he, mean tremendous athletes and I get it but and, and the game's so fast but I just don't know why if if I had a team I don't. Um, I, I, I could talk about this with like Kentucky, whoever. Uh, uh, I want a shooter. I want one guy, two guys on my roster who can shoot, and I can rotate those dudes in. And they they play hard for spurts, and they go in there and they knock down two, three threes each, and I got you know eighteen points. Uh, Scotty Lewis is a, on a two way contract with the Charlotte Hornets and their G League team. He, he's yeah. uh, played a grand total of two games. He's played three and a half minutes in the NBA with Charlotte. Okay, so, yeah, he's not. Uh, not. But he's an unbelievable athlete, but he was not a good basketball player. And I and so I just like Michael Frazier, you know, great college basketball player. Yeah. You know? He's a little, he, little bigger than that six well, yeah. one deal. But yeah. yeah, to your point. But he can shoot. He made it now he he made it in the league for a little bit, not for a, a real right. long time. But, but I'm not talking I'm not talking table. about NBA. No, you're talking I'm about, talking about big time college basketball. I, I would disagree with you. If you're a six two sharpshooter, you you'll get plenty of shots. Uh-huh. Because teams do. You just you mm-hmm. lose them. They get them in the NBA. They get open looks. They and they got to play man-to-man. But those are the 6'2 point guards. You, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. Dan is no, talking about shooting guards. Yeah. No, I'm talking wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking. I, I think ET has a point from this standpoint. We, we have lost sight of just how big the position has got across the board. There's I mean, no six, question. 6'3 shooting guard used to be. Yeah. Uh, but – 
you know, if you're not, if you were just going to be a one trick pony, Lee Humphrey was a six three shooting guard on a back to back national championship team. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just, just and was and couldn't and, and dry. Without him, did, they wouldn't have won. And, all he, uh, and, and I'm talking those like, other guys were. To, to Dan's point, this guy is just going to. That's all he's going to do. Yeah, he's he never driving, gonna, he put the he, ball on the ground. No, 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 no. <laughs> there ain't no triple threat no. position with this dude. No, you get him the ball and he fires. That's up your three. job. And by the way, I also know that sometimes they don't defend as well. True. But maybe when he's in, I'm playing a little more zone or something. I don't know. I just think that – I think that – You know, Lee Humphrey here in Jacksonville, I believe, still is, is living here, I think. Yeah. But we should ask him. Yeah. You know, and he does the Gator games. Yeah. I just It's just curious. But to E.T.'s point, typically if you're that small, you're a slashing, driving, oh, yeah. you know, multi, oh, yeah. multi-threat. Yeah. Uh, I think that we have agreed uh, – we may disagree a little bit as to the consequence of it, but I think we agree that there is nothing more – illogical, all over the board, hard to figure out, then they're now called the net rankings, but what used to be RPI. Was that, is that, we agree with that? Say again now? It's hard to understand how they come up with yes. the way they rank the I've, net. I've railed now, on that forever. Well, and I don't necessarily, I've never disagreed with that, but what I've yeah. railed back on is, so what? It it's matters. used. Yes, yes. So it does matter. Yes, yes. I I'm, I was shocked to be just going through some net rankings here. Yeah, you're gonna t- I, I, Georgia is 119. They're 11 and four. I'm talking about the overall dominance of the SEC, but there's a sidebar. I know what the sidebar yeah. is, and and what bothers me about the sidebar is if if I'm guessing yeah, what you're you saying, are. the coach kept bringing that up in the press conference the other day. I and didn't I'm like, know that. So I'm like, why? Why? I'm blind. Blind. You're, you're not helping yourself here by saying that because yeah. you should be better than your okay, record. Well, we'll get but to anyway, that. Dan is, is getting ahead of it just a tad, but yeah. <laughs> Georgia story. is one fifteen. Yeah. They're eleven and four. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss is ninety three. They're eight and seven. LSU is twelve and three. They're eighty nine in the net rankings, like the overall power ratings. Texas A and M. Did Florida play them, Dan? Yes. Uh, they, where was that game? <laughs> uh, was I'm not sure because Texas A&M didn't have their jerseys. Yeah, but it was in Gainesville. No, was in I Gainesville. think. Yeah, and and is Florida ten and five, Dan, or they more like seven and seven? Texas A&M is eighty three at ten and five, and I continue to climb the net rankings, and I land on number sixty nine, the University of Florida, at eight and seven. What gives? Oh, and six in quad one. By the way, how does this even equal up? That's the surprising thing. Like, quad one wins are important, right? When we get to that defining part of the season where you're trying to find out if you're going to get on the right side of the bubble, quad one wins. They're 0-6 against quad one, Dan. 69th, 15 spots ahead of Texas A&M, 20 ahead of LSU. That ain't going to get you in the tournament? Uh, no, but okay. it, but what it does do is it gives you this false hope that if you win two or three games in a row, where does that number go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not a tournament team. They're terrible. They shouldn't be in the NIT. That's a god-awful, hard-to-watch, terrible basketball team. Mm. Terrible. Mm. And I watched every second the other day. Well, Kentucky's you, only 45 at uh, 10 and 5. You know what? You know what? Uh, isn't a god-awful team to watch? The Georgia Bulldogs football team. They won the national championship last uh, It depends night. on your perspective, friend. But, yeah. 65 <laughs> to, to 7. Yeah, the biggest margin of victory in the history, not just of, of playoffs or BCS, no. but of, of the bowls. They've the never bowl a, system. There's never been a bowl game with a we had, higher. We had a poorly matched national yeah. championship. And game. again, you know, I, I remember <laughs> we, we disagreed slightly, or yeah. at least you didn't make a big deal of it, whereas I did. I screamed it at the time. I hated, I, I like to the point I, I over-embellished that this is, like there needs to be an investigation into this seating. It's baloney. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU should have been the four. 
If you're going to put TCU in, they should be the four. And this isn't even the Alabama argument or any of that. If if you have a one-loss Ohio State who lost to number two, mm-hmm. and you have a one-loss TCU who lost to number 15, mm-hmm. how is TCU ever ranked three to begin with? It's And, and, and they screwed us. Yeah, they did. And this is the practicality of why you argue that. We would have had Georgia beating TCU in the semi. Okay. And then Notre Dame or uh, Michigan, Ohio State play. And who look, just reverse it, Dan. What if we would have had Georgia, Ohio State that semi last night? It would have been one of the best finals of all time. But this disingenuous, um, it, 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 it's, it's dirty. They did it on purpose for self-serving reasons. The Big Ten wanted two different teams to have a chance to win more money. It's, 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 I can't wait for the 12 team. I'm so sick of the four team and the politics and the wrong. Just like last year, we had to let little old, we got to let little Cincinnati in. They went undefeated. Never mind, they played the Red Tees. Got to give Cincinnati their shot. You know, 41 to 7 later, we will always be a college football elitist. I'll always be a college football realist (laughs) and putting in. I would have rather had that Saturday that I had. Uh, with what happened last night, then having one blowout Saturday and same old, same old, and then you know I enjoyed I enjoyed that Saturday it was tremendous football. Oh, that was a good Saturday. But last night was. Bleh. I tell you, well, I, maybe I should phrase it this way. Mm-hmm. I wasted a lot of time and effort and energy rooting for TCU against Michigan that I wish I had never done. I wish I had never rooted for them. They're terrible. They're a joke. They embarrass themselves, their conference, their alumni, their president, their coach, their players. TCU is a joke. Never again, TCU. Not in a 12, not in a 24, not in a 1,000. You lost 65-7. to I said this early, Hick. You could put any team in college football in that game, and they would not have done worse than 65-7. You could have put the Citadel in there. You could have sent Vandy to the title game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome Vanderbilt. Right? The Commodores take the field. Uh, hey. You know, and again, I'm just going to speak to the point of, of 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 fairness in what you're dealing with here and keeping it apples to apples. Yes, sir. This is why there's no SEC bias, all you, all you that cry that there is. This is why there's not. Because they stink and win it every year, Dan. Would Ohio State have beaten TCU like that last night? Not like that, but they would have beaten them. Yeah. Yeah. TCU, What? here's what's apparent, abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. TCU is the luckiest team in history to win that Michigan game. Michigan had it oh, inside yeah. the one twice. Michigan is far better than TCU. Upsets happen. Not taking anything away. Yeah. But at the end of the day, in the national championship game, we had a ultimate two-loss team that couldn't keep it within 55. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Well, 12 team can't come soon enough. And and you know what? Don't even let these riffraff in as a 12. I mean, that was an embarrassment. I just want, just, that's an awful game. And credit to Georgia, who has arrived now as a dynasty, Dan. They've been a good program for a long time. That time's great. They've had national championships and Heisman Trophy winners in their past. But now it's different. Now they're, they're a dynasty. Now they're Saban's Bama and. Bobby's FSU and Spurrier's Florida. No, they'll, they've got a very favorable schedule next year. I, I've booked them for the Final Four. Um, they would only meet Alabama in the SEC championship game. Alabama's going to have to deal with LSU. Brian Kelly's got a, uh, uh, going on in Baton Rouge, I think, and I think they're going to be a good team uh, uh, going forward, so that will be interesting. I think he's going to recruit very well there. And and really, again, I told you way back when I what – well, it didn't seem like a great fit, and we all made fun of this 
the way he is, he's a good football coach. And he chose to step into the lion's den as opposed to just hanging out at Notre Dame and taking on those guys once every yeah, couple we'll, years. We'll, we'll see. He stepped in and he competed. And his first year was, uh, I think, a very good success. Well, sure. You right. know, so so there's that. And then, you know, we'll see how Hypel does at Tennessee. Can they compete with Georgia? I don't know. Well, you don't. They don't recruit like Georgia. Florida's top four rivals, mm-hmm. Georgia, FSU, Tennessee, LSU. All top teners. All ranked in the top 10 in yeah. the way too early top 25 yeah. poll. FSU is fourth. Mm-hmm. And the reality for Gator Nation is we're not even playing catch-up. I'm going to give you a reality. We're, play, we're playing catch-up to play catch-up. I'm going to give you a reality for Gator Nation. That's going to, that is, and I know Gator Nation, and this stat will come out, okay? Mm-hmm. And it'll come out starting next year. Okay. Okay. You just said their top four rivals are in the top 10. Mm-hmm. I want you to think back to when Jim Harbaugh took the Michigan job. Okay. Okay. And I want you to tell everybody how Jim Harbaugh did against his, quote, rivals his first three or four years. Yeah, 0 and 9 or Remember 1 he couldn't, and 10. Couldn't be Michigan couldn't be State. Michigan couldn't be Michigan State. Couldn't be Ohio State. Couldn't be, yeah, couldn't beat any of the, 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 mm-hmm. the big boys that he wanted to beat, the biggest rivals. Well, Jim Harbaugh still sits somewhere where Gator Nation would never be okay with. <laughs> <laughs> no, he went what? Well, he wouldn't two be okay. in a row. At this point, times. you wouldn't be okay with winning an SEC? For, well, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking more. He's like, won two Big Tens yeah. in a row. Yeah, he's beaten. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Uh, also, I know he's lost his last six bowl games, though. But there's uh, always something, unless you're. Yeah, he lost to TCU. You suck. Yeah, he did. You know, you choking dog. You lost to TCU. Yeah, I don't think he was choking when he was throwing pick sixes or when they're on the. Was he? I don't know. Give me the play calls, then. I'd have to really analyze. Well, he it. threw you're the a coach. Pick six in the flat. He yeah. threw a. We got a fumble to a running back. Uh, at, didn't they have a punt a return dive. touchdown? They had two defensive scores, and twice Michigan failed inside the five. Yeah, there was no returns, but yeah. There wasn't? No. They had a pick six. Two pick sixes. Oh, they were both twice. pick sixes. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a block punt, the no. second one. So, But two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. And twice you stopped them inside the one. And TCU yeah. is a joke, and Georgia exposed them for the laughing stock that they are. God bless the Big 12. We just keep inviting them, and they just keep getting smashed in the face. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, keeping that uh, – you want to know the power of the brand, by the way? I'm looking I, – I, I knew the Jordan Travis at 12-1 to 1 was the third best Heisman odds. Yeah. What I didn't know who was uh, – and, and Travis is tied for third with Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Okay. Caleb Williams – the favorite to repeat. He's four to one. Drake May is ten to one. Number six. Oh. Brock Vandegriff. The sixth favorite to win the Heisman. He's a quarterback <laughs> at Georgia who may not even be the starter. No, he won't be the starter. Well, you wouldn't think, but I would I would put nothing past Kirby. He has not exactly gone with who you think will be the starter there. Yeah. Right? I mean, going all the way back to Fromm and Eason and Fields and uh shoot, JT Daniels. People forget when the twenty twenty one season started, it was JT Daniels for three weeks. Uh, Jeff, it was Dewan yeah. Mathis. Yeah. It was the, the again, yeah. the Stetson Bennett story is it's unbelievable it's because like it's not just, it's discovered not, him. yeah, it's not just walking out of Georgia, then leaving Georgia, then coming back to Georgia. When he came back to Georgia, they still told him he wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, I saw he posted it on social media at some point. I appreciate UMass giving me my, an offer. Like, that was his best offer rather than going and walking on at Georgia. I thought it was Middle Tennessee, or I, I just saw one. with. Well, maybe, you you maybe, might be right. I think there was a UMass also. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating what that In case you're wondering, I'm, I'm looking at Heisman odds, okay? Uh-huh. And they go Listen, 40 players deep all the way down to 800 to 1. Yeah. 
Not a Gator on that list. Oh. Where's Graham Mertz? Jeff, here's the thing about Heisman. Heisman odds are dumb. Yeah, I know. Because every year it's going to be somebody who, you know. But Jordan Travis, it does indicate there's an awareness about him that, gosh, oh, yeah. even six weeks ago this year there wasn't. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Listen, so, Jared Verse coming back. Listen, I, I, FSU's guys come back. Florida's guys leave. There's something in the culture. Something is weird, and it's not just Billy Napier. It's There's something, I don't know what it is, but it's it's what it is is six and seven, two years in a row, and somebody's got to fix it. And that's what's going to have to happen. So we'll see. We'll see. We asked you earlier the uh, as we had to break our one-to-one financial poll question today. The Jags' unsung hero of the regular season ended up being pretty close. Um, we had a lot of votes. I think we had, let me look here, almost 1,000 votes. And Arden Key, I have four choices. There could be other guys, too, by the way. But Arden Key, 42.9 in my, in my poll, edging, or beating out Luke Fortner, who was second. Jamal Agnew was third. Devon Hamilton came in way back and forth, 5.9%, which kind of surprised me. But Well, that's, um, that just proves how unsung he is. He's very unsung. I think Devon Hamilton may, may have had overall start to finish the best year of the interior lineman. I mean, Fadakasi missed with injury. Yeah. Peters flashed late. He was on the practice squad. Roy Robertson Harris yeah. played a lot, and he had some but moments. he played outside not, some, too. Yeah, he didn't have I mean, Hamilton moments. is always in there over the center yeah. of guard. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, just yeah, a lot of guys have done well. All right, let's come back and see what's trending. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. You know, I said last night on Twitter, and I meant it, the only way to stop the Georgia train is for Carolina to throw $20 million at Kirby. And that's the Carolina Panthers. And some of them on Twitter said, look, he's never leaving Georgia. I said, listen, you never know. Oh, yeah, that's it's way mean, too, you just don't know. Because here's what happens. Yeah. And, again, it's hard to imagine when you're high on the hog. You think of Florida like 96. They played yeah. for it one year. They won the blowout over their rival the next. But go five years in a row where Kirby doesn't win at all or they mm-hmm. have a little quarterback dip and the fans start wondering, why aren't we winning by 50 mm-hmm. points? Yeah. Guys get guy, – it gets old for guys, man. It does. He's, so He's seven years in. So I, I, ten I, years is usually a good run. So – but I look, he may stay there for twenty. Who knows? I, third, I, uh, and if he does, God bless you. I mean, you're going to have a great run. I, He's I, a heck of a coach, a heck of a recruiter, and they again twenty nine and one in the last two years, Jeffrey. I thought that ESPN was a little out of line last night. What they did to a, an all time great. I mean, I just they, they well they had at, in the post game mm-hmm. they had a panel discussion. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban was up there. Mm-hmm. And then David Pollock of Georgia was up there. Yeah. And Pollock proceeded with Nick Saban sitting right next to him, mm-hmm. proceeded to, and I'm paraphrasing, Georgia's the new king of the, you know, is is the new unbeatable force in college football. You got to go through them. Which, <laughs> there may be some accuracy, but I think Nick Saban delivers maybe a little more street cred than that, Dave. I would right now pick Alabama to beat Georgia next year when they play based strictly on last night's conversation. <laughs> I really would. And, Al- and what Georgia's done is impressive. Yeah. Saban's doing the same thing now for 15 years. 15 years, Dan. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you suddenly proclaim the dream is dead when you're sitting next to a guy who's got, what, seven? Yeah. He's got seven! I know the flavor of the month is delicious, and it will last longer than a month. But you got two, and this guy, by the way, has beaten you more than you've beaten him. Yeah. So I just thought it was kind of classless, to be honest with you. There's a way to state your case and be happy if you're David Pollock and represent the greatness of Georgia by saying this. How about there's a dual kingdom in the SEC now? You know, you always say you got to recruit. You got to recruit. And that's true, and it usually works. But here's a good stat 
Uh, I'll steal. Uh, e, can I have the stat of the day? Oh. This is, I like this one. Okay. I'm talking about one of our favorite guys. You know him, you love him. He's out there in College His Station. His name is Hicken, the man straight bitchin'. Oops. It's Dan Hicken, stat of the day. Thank you, balls. Nothing wrong with that. Dang, balls. Yeah, he's harsh. He's good. He knows. Uh, this year, Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher becomes the first college coach Bleak balls ever to be ranked among AP preseason's top six teams and finish the season unranked for a third time. Who was it? Jimbo Fisher. Mm. Uh, first college football coach ever to mm. be ranked among the AP preseason top six and finish the season unranked for a third time. He did it in 21 A&M, number six. They were eight and four. 22 A&M, number six, five and seven. In 2017, FSU, number three, they were five and six. Yeah, no bueno, man. Again, outside of Jameis, where's Jimbo been? That's a hard one. Yeah. So, he brought in Bobby Petrino. That's a good match. <laughs> Uh-huh. Ah. I, there's, I guess there'll be some pressure, even giving him all that money. At some point, it's not going to seem as incredibly large as it was when they gave it to him, and they're going to run out of patience here real quick. And if Texas dares step into the SEC and outperforms Texas A&M, Jimbo's going to be the most hated uh, you know, former coach at two places now instead of just one. Mm. You want to see what's trending? Sure. The top five is brought to you by Pet Paradise. You know they are the official pet care provider, pet services provider. For the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know what? New puppy, new year. If you got a new family member, get him started on a journey to good health with Pet Paradise's New Day Veterinary Care. Now, that'll combine comprehensive wellness plans, uh, pet care services you can bundle, the best in, in technology, experienced veterinary care teams, all in a resort-style environment for man's best friend and women's. Visit NewDayVetCare.com. Wacky Camp Days are also back. Uh, your best friend can join in the fun at day camp for just $32 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. That's all day. Uh, they're watching and boarding. Each camp day, a dollar will be donated to charitable causes. So you uh, save, your pet has fun, and they give back at Pet Paradise. Find out more and set your appointment at PetParadise.com. E? If you would, Number please. five. Don't mind if I do. Rapper 50 Cent would yes. have been $1 million richer. Oh, no. If it wasn't for his old pal Eminem. What did he do? I don't know. What happened? Well, 50 Cent says Eminem turned down um, a joint deal worth $9 million to perform at the World Cup. Wow. Uh, 50 I, but that, this usually boils down to one dude apparently doesn't need the money and one dude might. I don't know if neither of them need yeah, the I money, honestly. Yeah, I would 50 went and said Doesn't 50 that, do the basketball league? Is that him? That's Ice Cube. Ice, Ice Cube. Cube. Yeah. 50 said that he, was, he only wanted $1 million. And Eminem would have made $8 million off the deal. But Em was like, eh, I'm cool off the World Cup. E, um, if you would please, I have a 9 o'clock nasty that must be told. Hold on, no, let me get you right. Thank you. Number four. I apologize in advance to Pet Paradise, a wonderful sponsor and a great company. This is a good one. This is a small Tennessee town Uh where they have a little police station. It has been rocked by allegations of wild. Sexual misconduct. Oh, I saw that. A married female officer allegedly had steamy romps with. Not one. S- keep going, E. Not two. Keep going, E. Mm-hmm. Three. Keep going, E. Four. Keep going, E. Oh, come on. Keep Five? going. One more. Six. Male officers <laughs> on duty. The whole thing. Girls gone wild. Hot tub party. Even having. Mm, Oh, sex with two officers at the police station. Oh, it is on like crazy. 
up what? there in Laverne, Tennessee. Where is Laverne exactly? It's uh, we know it's down Tennessee. the sexual highway is what it is. Right off uh, Intercourse Lane. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's probably a little bit. Um, the steamy shenanigans in which Hawks right bragged there. about the size of one partner's. Yeah, we, we and get claimed it. to be in. I an, think we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we get it. By the way, up to no good up there in the Tennessee. By the way, one. you understand that the sheriff's department there is about the size of a day's in room, so makes sense. Laverne, Tennessee. I got to look out, you know, I'm a Tennessean, as you know. Let me look this up. Continuing. Number three. This one touched me a little dearly. A mom, she goes viral for finding daughter on Roblox and telling her to defrost the lasagna. On roadblocks? What does that mean? Roblox is a game that the kids are playing now. Oh, okay. And I play it with my son. All right. Um, little Gritty, he loves Roblox. He teaches me how to play. I don't really get it. It's weird. Right, it's yeah. like it's That's like Minecraft. Like, yeah. It's just I, weird. I hear you. And, um, so well, she wanted her to put down the Roblox and clean the kitchen, you said? Well, she called her phone multiple times. Daughter wasn't answering. So Cha-Cha Watson... She got on, she logged on to Roblox and she went into the world where, and then she found her daughter and sent her a message right then and there like, hey, go defrost the lasagna. Doesn't that sum up 2023? What's you, funny? Yeah, you gotta <laughs> yeah. go, you gotta go search through a video game to communicate with your own child. The funny, the video Who's game, using the phone that you pay the for? That you, the, yeah. the phone that you text them on. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's she won't answer it. the text though. She'll act like she didn't get it. But you'll find her in that game, won't you? But what's funny is this past weekend, I was talking to Aiden about the game, Lil Gritty. Uh-huh. Lil Gritty. Um, he sent me a note on Roblox. We were in the classroom, and he sent me a note, and I screenshotted it, and the note said, it was always the Jags. I you thought know, it was pretty cool. I told you something earlier about that. I said, you know, they got, <laughs> listen, I'm all for these hot, viral, you know, social media slogans, but it damn sure hadn't always been the Jags. We're missing that one. Don't you, don't you mess with our slogan. It hasn't always been the Jags. It's e, never been the Jags. That's the fun e, part. I've gone down nasty lane. Can I do one more? Oh, oh good Lord, you right. live in the right. gutter, Number man. two. This isn't my fault. <laughs> but this was stunning to me, and I want to ask both of you. Maybe you know what it means. Okay, I'm listening. I was watching the feud in the office yesterday. I a was fam- family feud with Steve Harvey. It's a family feud. It's a game show yeah. for families. It's always been off I lo- color. I love though, family feud. Yeah. So it's, the question it's was more than ever now though. What would you what what would you want or you would give up your life and and, and go to hell for? I think yeah. uh, that should get 100% nothing. nothing. It should be the right. answer. It should be, but it wasn't. There's nothing even on the board. No. What? No. It was like money. What? Maybe you're not allowed to say it nothing. It was like uh girls gone wild. Oh, oh, uh, it was so I mean I I so I'm sitting there watching and they couldn't get number four. Eight people said, said this is what they would do eight to give people up said they would eternal give, salvation. Yes, yeah. for for this. I'm going to give up eternity for this. A sports team win? No. I even thought, you know, being yeah. a great athlete might be it, you I, know. I, nothing is worth yeah. this, by the way. Correct. But whatever, to each his own. A large. <laughs> what do we do? A large moose knuckle. Oh, good God. Stop it. Do you even I've know never, what that is? No, I have to look Stop. it up. I know no. what it is now. I mean, what the hell? Eight people said that. <laughs> Eight people. I mean. E, what is wrong with America? Survey says. Survey says. He, I don't, he didn't know what it was. 
And they just went right through it like this is I can't believe we put this on the well, air. I mean, why wouldn't you just instead of giving up your eternal salvation, just shove a tennis ball in your pants or something? I don't know. Right. I mean, what are we doing? I asked my friend Marcel, do you know what that is? He did not know uh, what it yeah, is. I, I did not I, know what it is. I had to type before. it in. It's you like knew the, it. Well, it's the male version of yeah. what we of our camel toad hunters. <laughs> Correct? Remember the guys in the summer go look for those camel toads? Grandma gets nervous. <laughs> Yeah, it's the male version of that. I understand now. What is that, Shout by the out way? Pet Paradise. I had to share it, though. Shout out Pet Paradise. I'm sorry, Pet Paradise. <laughs> Fernando, I, if you, I understand. <laughs> if you want to go in another direction, I mean, I get it. I hope enough people have discovered you and your great company. You guys are awesome at Pet Paradise. Uh, I mean that. I apologize. But this is, you deserve better than this. Oh, it had to be mentioned. Oh, yeah. man. Right, number one. Number one. By, one. by the way, a lot of tattletales <sighs> out there. They're probably right now calling Pet Paradise. Oh, no. You hear what these guys are talking about? Oh, dear. Yeah, do you guys... Keep moose there. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. The number one trending story yes, is uh, uh, scare me. Well, you know, the Georgia Bulldogs beat TCU on Frogs yes, 65 to 7, but we got bigger issues. What well, do we got? There's something else that I want to. Kings of the pigskin. What are we doing here? Let's it was just finish re- our show. Yeah. It was just recently made clear to me that uh, Colin Cowherd just said some, some stuff that I just quietly don't agree yeah, with. Yeah, that's, that's, you know what? And I'll jump in. I, he basically said, uh, Jackson, right we're, he's oh, got to play it. Okay, yeah. good. Jack's home field advantage is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. The Chargers' home field advantage doesn't. These could be the two least effective home field advantages, so it's just going to be who makes the better plays. Yeah, thanks, Colin. I, I, well, everyone's in there. Do your homework. Every, well, no, <laughs> hold, hold on now. Yeah. And again, I'm not backing Coward here, but you take away the Tennessee game and tell me what's inaccurate about that. Yeah. Our stadium is filled with visiting fans. It has well, been no, I'll tell you what's wrong with that, okay. though. There have been plenty of games... Because I go down on the field at the end of the games mm-hmm. to do post-game show. And there are games where there's empty seats mm-hmm. or whatever. It's yeah. still raucous. It's well, loud it, as heck. That, that's every city, though. Well, there's a home field advantage there. Yeah. It's much different. than I guarantee you that I've never seen anything like that with the San Diego Chargers of L.A. It's so fly. Yeah, and that's fair. They'll never, that's they fair. never have something like well, that. Well, I will say this, too. It's also more dangerous when you, when you say things like that from a, on a national platform. It's not fair. It, yeah. it, it impugns where, mm-hmm. you know, it shouldn't. And, listen, the other night it's as good as any in the league. But, you know, we ain't got to go back far where there's as many visiting fans in our stadium as ours. Right? Yep. That's what's trending. Well done, E. That's it. All right. Is that brought to you? Pet Paradise. Tell them you didn't hear it here. <laughs> Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. What draft was that? Clock ticking down here. Hey, Tone. Good morning. Getting ready for Jaguar Stats. He logs here, so I know what's coming up. It's the goodest. What a happy check the tape (laughs) Tuesday. Even though I bet he has. Look, the offense was terrible. I mean, we... 222 yards. You know, it's so funny. We sat here last week with Jeff and we reminisced about the 96 season. And darn yeah. it, this has not played on almost exactly. It's ended up with the same five-game win streak, the same guarantee. Didn't guarantee it till the final minutes when you trailed all the right. way into the yeah. fourth. And a bunch I mean, of the guys who played in that game saying, watch out for the pucker up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and now and now you kind well, of maybe feel now. like you got a little house money. Yeah. First the Chargers come to town. Then, oh, no, they'll never beat the Chiefs if we get there. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Well, and what an incredible way to end the – just how the Dallas game ended, and it's like, okay, the defense coming through that right. big and that kind of mo- – and then for them to really – like, that may, that's one of the all-time defensive performances in Jaguars history. Well, what happened to, on Saturday night, that was unbelievable. Well, especially after kind of getting controlled, it felt like, for about the first three quarters. I mean, yeah. not blistered, not scored on, but it just – 
Yeah. You know, 10 minutes we'll drive. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. But there's half a dozen plays, like seriously, half a dozen plays that if those plays go the other way, right? right. Like the if the result of that play isn't that result on that play, Jaguars probably lose, yeah. right? And there's half a dozen of them, and the defense made every one of them. Good you know, stuff. like it it was unreal Saturday night. Well, have a great show. Thank Mike you, Tony. Logs coming up. Uh, check the tape Tuesday. E, job well done, Jeff. Have a good day. We'll talk at you on Hump Day Wednesday.